Alrighty. Check. Why are you like this, Henry? <laughs> <laughs> so, as you all can tell, it sounds like there's a third voice in here, and so we decided we were going to have our first guest. So No, uh, this is actually an intervention. You're not hearing anything. I, I wanted to talk to you about your schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> so, our friend Alex, uh, we're decided to have him on, and... It's obviously just going to be another rambling conversation. So nothing obviously. to worry about. It's no, not obvious. Fine. I mean, it kind of is. What, what, do you, what do you like? Do you predict the future? I'm psychic, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we actually have a little bit different setup this time. And Dude, so we had to figure out a way to have a third person. We've in been here. clipping into the red a lot, I've noticed. And that's okay. Is it? That's going to be okay. All right. Because the problem was they weren't able to hear us. So now, they're going to be able to hear us, and I can, like, I can post-edit to where it pulls it down so it's not so loud or anything okay. of that nature. Got it. So in those moments where you decide to cackle like a freaking banshee, I can just go, nope! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that went so far in the red. Yeah, it's going to. It's going to hit max out. That's I'm awesome. With it. That's great. So, you were prepped for, like... You, Alex. This is going to be so weird. Cause yes, like, our friend Alex. We forgot to introduce him. Not, hello. <laughs> well, no. I'm bad at introductions. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what I meant was, like, it's going to be weird, like, because now, because there's no visual, now there's a third person, I'm going to have to clarify for people listening every time I say you, who I'm talking to. Well, if you're referring to me, then I can just start talking and I feel like it'll be inferred. Yeah, it's one of those things where the, the flow of conversation... Yeah, but you're still stop. new to this whole conversation thing. That's fine. He's not that talk. autistic, okay? No, I mean like being recorded. <laughs> okay? No, I'm fine. Literally, you forget the microphone is there and being, it's pretty freaking great. Yeah, it's no, listen, be being, just like when we were talking like five minutes ago. Yeah, we, we were on mic. And being recorded by the government doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Hey, FBI agent, don't like take my tax return this This time. honestly isn't my first rodeo. I used to stream on Twitch yeah, I with stream multiple too. other people. So. Laudy-dah. He, he's our celebrity guest. <coughs> yeah, funny. <laughs> he's cool, though. Also, if you ever need any more, just go ahead and grab one. Okay, sure. So anyway, uh, we prepped you. Well, Luke prepped you. I prepped him with like anime and weapons is what we were going to talk about. And then all of a sudden, like we started talking about something. I was like, ah, crap. Oh. That's now what it's going to be about. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, we're back. Is that on. what we're talking about? Well, well yeah. We're, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to anime at some point, okay. I guarantee it. But, but like, <clears throat> we, Luke and I are kind of geared for Pedro. So what had happened was one of our friends... Um, sent me a message, mm-hmm. and uh, he sent me this picture. And I was just like, okay, whatever. And the picture uh, is an article from I think it's called The Chaser, something like that nature. Okay. Scientists predict that by 2050, every popular show may involve Pedro Pascal escorting Magic Child to safety, <laughs> 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 in which then it shows a picture of. Uh, the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, and then Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Yoel. Yoel, as you heard on our one episode. Mm -hmm. So, now we're like, okay, crap. And then he sends me a message. When I respond, do you know what the Dark Tower is? Sort of, kind of. It's a Stephen King series, a a sci-fi series. So you know. Uh, Well, it's not actually completely sci-fi, so what it is, is it's a combination of, because I've read the series... I wouldn't consider myself a huge fan of it, 
It's it's complicated because I like the series. I don't love it, but I love the characters in it. It's one of those deals where I like the characters a whole lot and the story's kind of meh. But it's a Stephen King series, seven books long, and it's a combination of like high fantasy and western. Yeah. Okay. So it's like set in a Lord of the Rings sort of type world. Post- I think I have all the books. Do on you? Audible. I would recommend but I haven't read checking them. them out. Like I really like the characters, but it's like set in sort of a um, post-apocalyptic type fantasy world. Mm-hmm. And Roland's a gunslinger. He's based on Clint Eastwood's Man with No Name from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Okay. That gunslinger type character. And so, and... Kind of like the Mandalorian. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Well, exactly. That's a space western, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. And so, the main character's name is Roland. He's... When he's describing this, his... What, what's funny is, like, basically where I'm going with this, the reason this came up is there are... There was... There have been rumors that have come out in the past week or two, so... Saw the screwdriver from work in my back pocket. Oops! Don't do that. <laughs> oh, so well, they don't need that. It's okay um, no more. So a movie adaptation of the series came out in 2017, and it yeah. flopped. Yeah, Idris Elba as Roland, yeah, and Idris, then the bad guy was, uh, uh, was Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, Matt McConaughey. I which I saw. It, I saw it in theaters. Oh, did you? I didn't think it was horrible. Well, here's the thing: I've not seen it. So what's interesting is it is. Suppo- the movie is supposed to be I've not seen it but I've read up on it it's supposed to be an adaptation of the books and a sequel at the same time mm. and that is what, so it's wildly different from the books and that is why it did, it kind of flopped at in theaters because people weren't happy with all the changes that were made but so then they tried to get a TV series off the ground at Amazon mm-hmm. for Amazon Prime and Amazon passed on the series and so it got announced yeah, I have it actually oh do you? Yeah, my brother bought the movie. I wouldn't mind checking that out sometime. Yeah, definitely. Along with Chronicles of Riddick, that we need to finish that series. Yeah, that series is fantastic. It is. It is. We just need to finish Riddick. Yeah, is that the last one? Yeah, the the newest one. Yeah, I've I've actually not seen that one. This one. Yeah. Oh well, that's good to know because when we, my other friend, we need to get him back here so we can watch that, and we'll invite you to that so we can watch it. And I actually just heard there have been rumors of a fourth one forever, and apparently it just got confirmed like a week ago that they finally entered production on a fourth Riddick movie. Really? Yeah. Speaking of like entering and exiting production, there's been rumors that um, they were going to cancel Constantine 2. Really? Yes. I think that's already and confirmed. It's I, it's it, it's still up in the air. Okay. It's one of those things where I've heard about that. Animated, like, animated or live action? Live action. It was live oh, action. Okay. It was it's, it's, it was Constantine as in yeah like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, the Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. See, I've not seen that the DC mm-hmm. animated movie, yes. which wasn't actually produced by Warner Brothers. It was a fan movie, and Warner Brothers bought it. Yes. Fantastic. Oh, that's interesting. It's an excellent that. movie. Kind of like it sounds like a Stardust a little bit, which I really like. Stardust, it's the Warhammer stuff or whatever. Oh yeah, the people who make Warhammer bought that, yeah, and so they're the ones who strictly have the rights to that show. Yeah, I've always really liked Warhammer. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the lore. I just think that the you can I, look. I up, think that the art is very cool. You can look uh, up the lore, and it's insane. Like it, oh no, I know. Like um, the only Warhammer game I've ever really played is Space Marine. Which doesn't get heavy into the lore, and if you don't know what the lore is, you don't understand what's happening. You could play the new one and get kind of a little bit of an understanding, not much. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not worth it. I think it's there Dark Light is what that one is. Yes. <clears throat> Speaking of, the biggest 40k tournament, the sequel, right there. I love following this guy. 
So, back to... What we were speaking of. Yeah, The Dark Tower. <clears throat> I lost my train of thought listening to you, you guys go on that. <coughs> the movie adaptation. Yeah, but I'm going to try and get it back up. So, um, so, the reason this is tied into Pedro Pascal is because... So, the TV show Amazon passed on it. It got announced about... A oh, month. I didn't know it was going to be on Amazon. Uh, they were shopping the pilot they made to Amazon, and Amazon passed on it. Okay. And so that was like two or three years ago. And then uh, one or two months ago, Mike Flanagan, who, I don't know if you guys know him, he did The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor for Netflix. He's done a couple... I've heard of them. He's done a... Hold on. He's done... He's a big horror name. Hold on. i step away for two seconds. Sure. Mike. Michael Flanagan. You blow your nose? Yes. There's so, uh, tissues in the corner. In the really corner of the bathroom. So in terms of TV shows, he's really well known for Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Blind Manor and Midnight Mass. Movies, he's done Oculus. Doctor Sleep. Yeah, Oculus. I liked Doctor Sleep. Gerald's Game, Doctor Sleep. So yeah, that's Mike. Gerald's Game, oh my gosh. Is that the one? No, I'm thinking of another movie. Gerald's Game, I think, is the one where like the girl... Yeah, it, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. It's where the husband and wife are getting intimate with each other, and, and he, he has, has a heart attack yeah. on top of her. Yeah, which is as she's tied up. Which is Gerald's Game and Doctor Sleep are both Stephen King stuff. Yeah. But so it, so he's a big horror guy. He's done a couple of Stephen King adaptations. It got announced like a month or two ago. Well, um, like two or three months ago, he he was asked in an interview what his dream project was, and he said his dream project was to adapt the Dark Tower. And then, like a month after that, it got announced that Amazon had hired had like had hired him and given him the rights to make a Dark Tower TV show, which is a big deal because he's good at what he does. He makes he oh, makes. Oh shoot! They just announced this year. Um, it's in post production right now. The fall of the House of Usher. He did the same thing. It's a post story. Oh yeah, like that's, that's been an, that's been announced for a while. It's I didn't just, know. I just didn't know about it. Yeah. yeah, it's been in production for a while. Oh, it's a Netflix one though. Um, yeah. So all of this. Yeah, it's gonna be on Netflix. It'll be trash. No, actually. Maybe. So so the and, the Cabinet of Curiosity stuff that came out recently mm-hmm. is Guillermo del Toro stuff. Yeah. Two of the stories are um, H.P. Lovecraft stories. Really. Pikmin's model is one of them, and then the other one is. Um, I think it's Witch House or something of that age. Speaking of Guillermo del Toro, um, have either of you seen his version of Pinocchio? I've been I've been debating watching it. Is it you, the newest one? Yes, on but Netflix, it's, stop motion. But okay. it's not it's not done by Disney. It's not the same. Like it's the it's, same. It's it follows story. the same story beats, but it's a different story. It's set in um, fascist Italy. During World War II. During World War II. Yeah. Uh, Pinocchio, Pinocchio <laughs> joins the Nazis. <laughs> that's, that's on par with our show. Ha-ha! <laughs> Nazis. Hitler. <laughs> Pinocchio. Pinocchio joined up with Strohan. Man, man, Pinocchio's got a weird mustache. What the heck is that? Is it like dirt on his upper lip? But the blue fairy shapeshifts. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes she'll be, like, does, this almost demonic-looking being. Does she Other times she'll be, like, a wolf. Does she shape-shift into a certain, uh, into a certain toothbrush-mustache-shaped <laughs> man? Ah, uh, yes. Are you one of us? Are you one of us, Pinocchio? <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you... No. Pinocchio, you are a talking puppet. Are Sh- you talking about the Jews again? I must... <laughs> Pinocchio, I must assume that you were uh, created in Germany. After all, German science is the greatest in the world. 
You know, Geppetto doesn't sound that far off from that. <laughs> the, cra- the craziest thing is we're talking about Pinocchio being like like this, okay? My dad, the past couple years, um, has decided that he would get my mom's specialty items, and she likes one particular thing. He orders them from Germany, and they're wooden completely. Mm-hmm. Cuckoo clocks. Yes. My mom is like starting to get German cuckoo clocks, and they are of the finest craft. Oh, they're fantastic. So, ironically, German technology <laughs> when it comes to craft is actually. Good quite, oh, wait, look at the Volkswagen. Look at the Volkswagen. Here's I mean, to be fair, they were lying about their emissions forever. They were <laughs> that great. Here is the only time you will ever hear me sound like a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> oh, the only time. The okay. only time. To be complete... Wait, 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 wait. Alex? Shh. One. <laughs> the to of, be completely The fair. words of Alex do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the coronavirus survival guide or the toilet paper hoarders. No. To be completely fair, and this is well here known in, fact. Here in this point forward, henceforth, he will not be <laughs> recorded. <laughs> so, back to the Dark Tower. So... Uh, oh, you're talking about Netflix stuff, though. All this stuff he's done since 2018 uh, was for Netflix. Okay. And people really like this. People are mixed on this, and people really like this. He's pretty. He's got a pretty good Is reputation. Midnight Mass Netflix, you said? Yeah. Okay. I've actually watched part of The Haunting of Hill House. Fantastic. Yeah, people love Haunting of Hill House, yeah. and that's something he did. So he's done great horror you know stuff. people who like The Haunting of Hill House don't like? What's that? The Nun. The Nun was bad, I heard. I've not seen The Nun, but I also don't like any of the Conjuring series. It's a, it's uh, a rough series to watch right now. The only one that I have actually seen all the way through is Conjuring 2. Um, I looked like a maniac in the theater because I was laughing all the way through. <laughs> you would have just be like, what the heck? No, the no, nun. Wait, I wasn't even yelling. Like I was legitimately horse laughing through that movie. Dude, do you best want... comedy I've ever seen. <laughs> do, do you want to talk about inappropriate reactions to something in a horror movie? My friends and I watched a horror movie called The Boy. I know which one you're talking about. I think I... it's the wooden doll yeah. kind of like yeah, the, yeah, the porcelain doll that Maggie from The Walking Dead has to take care of. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we were watching that, and there's a scene where the uh, the old couple who hires her. To take care of the doll, and then they abandon her and let go off. There's a scene where, like, they go to a river and they're planning to kill themselves to because either but either because they yeah we're not gonna cut the whole killing ourselves part out of the podcast either, at all no either because <laughs> either because they wanted to be rid of the doll or because they felt guilty about like giving this girl up to the doll whatever it was and so what they do is these two old people they put rocks into their coat pockets and then just walk into the river and me and my friend were literally gut laughing on his couch just. That, that is the that is the hardest I have ever laughed. Is just watching this completely ser- it's played completely straight. Two old people putting rocks into their pockets and then walking into a river, and that's enough to drown them. We were dying, and then we hey, show rocks aren't that heavy. Was it just like a couple handfuls of pebbles or something? Of that? I will try to find the scene for you and show it to you before I leave tonight. Okay, because I want to react to it again. And we showed it, so we pulled up. 
We were at cookout one night. Oh, gosh. And we were talking to another person about this, and we legit pulled up the movie. We couldn't find the clip, so we pulled up the actual full movie on Netflix and scrolled all the way through it until we found the spot we were looking for and showed it to him. And I was in the middle of cookout, like a crowded cookout, just like... Ah! No. Ah! No, the, the hyena cackle you hear me do, I'm like... I'm doing that in the middle of the cookout, just looking like an insane person, because me and my friend, because my friend who watched this with me, he has the exact same laugh that I do. We laugh the same just way. Just cackling like yeah. freaking banshees. So we're both cackling in the middle of cookout at like 1 a.m. <laughs> oh, that's even better. The workers are like... <laughs> yeah. Hello? Are you good? <laughs> that is... That clip is so amazing, and like I've I, never seen a horror movie where like there was anything funny in it. Only because okay. I'm way too scared. You well, I thought okay. you no, know, you've you've seen the Star Wars sequels. So the <sighs> one scene, every episode, every freaking episode. So the one scene I remember laughing the hardest at, and I, people are gonna get offended at this. Why not? Uh, but the one scene that I remember laughing the hardest at in The College Room 2, this is the most inappropriate thing I've ever laughed at in a movie. <laughs> oh, man, a full movie theater. This was premiere day. Oh, <laughs> shit. This is bad. Yeah, and, like, The College Room was, like... The, the Conjuring is movie. very, very popular. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I so, don't remember. I don't know where this is going. Full movie theater. There's a scene, and towards, like, the first... It's towards the end of the first act of the movie. And there is... Their dog is outside and it lets out a whimper and then just falls over dead. (laughs) 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 Yes, that's literally the scene. And I'm like, I'm trying so hard not to laugh, but I'm bent over with my head between my knees. Just horse laughing. Dude, so that actually. I don't know what you mean by horse laughing. It just. (laughs) No, no, like. I'm laughing. If I had fully let it out, I would have been laughing so loudly that people in the theater wouldn't have been able to hear the dialogue of the movie. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me. So I've got two more stories. Okay. One is, a, one is of a theater experience. When I went to see Star Wars Episode Nine in theaters, I saw oh, it. Oh, gosh. Here we go. I saw it twice in theaters. What I saw it the first time on premiere night because I was obligated to as a fan. Just let's see how this how this barn fire ends, right? <laughs> Dumpster fire. Yeah, just seeing it for the sake of seeing. I've seen all of it because I'm a completionist, I'm, and I was at one point a fan of Star Wars. And then the second time, you, I mean, you're still a fan of Star Wars, just not after a certain point. I don't even just know if I want to say that scene. anymore. Like, dude, like the prequels and the OT are great. Yeah. Which makes, like, is that justifiable to say, yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan. And I, I would also say that all of the animated stuff that's come out, except for Star Wars Resistance since Disney bought uh, Star Wars, has been mostly good. Bad Batch? Yeah, Bad Batch has actually been really good. Um, okay. The last two episodes were fantastic. It's a, uh, They were, it was basically an arc on... Uh, how Palpatine got rid of the entire... Like, the whole thing's basically an arc about how the clone army gets phased out. But it really shows the corruption of the Empire. Okay. And, like, how many schemes and strings Palpatine's... Sorry, what? Did you say the the Empire's corrupt? Well, I mean... Yeah, but, like, the way it shows... Someone's been been drinking the rebel 
The Rebel Corps. <laughs> bro, bro, speaking of Kool-Aid, did you have any of mine? Would you, would you stop? <laughs> What's the blue Kool-Aid and the blue Kool-Aid's the best Kool-Aid? Right. Yeah, it's sugar water blue. Yes. <laughs> any, uh, where was I going? Okay, so I... The Star Wars sec- Episode Nine, because you're a completionist. Yeah, the second... And I saw it the second time in theaters because a bunch of my friends were going to see it. The so second I, time? Yeah. You saw it twice in theaters? Yeah, my friends were all going to see it, and I wanted to just go, like, see it in a group because I get lonely. And so I wanted to do so. So at that point, you were a fan of it. No. <laughs> I saw I wanted to hang out. And so here's the thing. So I, I had seen this movie once, and I'd already read the leaks before the movie came out about the whole, like fake death of Chewbacca where they think they blew him up but they didn't. Yeah. That scene where like I like one of my friends was seeing it for the first time the scene where she's holding it and then she sharts force lightning and accidentally blows <laughs> up and accidentally blows up that thing my friend and I both started dying laughing in the theater. <laughs> and everyone's like oh my gosh! Yeah. No, I don't. Th- I think the theater, aside from us, was dead silent because I don't think anyone was taking that movie seriously. Gosh, man. so I saw um, Force Awakens in theaters seven times. I actually really, really liked that movie. It, I it, felt it had a lot of potential. They set up so many plot points that Sip. no, they set up so many plot points. Like, I'll give you this: Ray was of Mary Sue in that movie. How I'm glad he uses the terminology. However, with that being said, they set up a lot of really cool plot points that Ryan Johnson just let fall flat on their face. No, Ryan Johnson went in there and was just like, hmm, I'm gonna nuke this. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, okay, so, autism. <laughs> so we're set up with the Knights of Ren, which looks like that's gonna be really cool. Yeah. We don't see them in episode 8 whatsoever. Not I didn't e- even notice that. Not even mentioned in episode 8. Okay. They're not even mentioned in episode 8. So I prom, like, I told you this was gonna be a thing, okay? The, the sequel trilogies were gonna be a thing that we're gonna mention in a lot of episodes. Yeah, so here. And the thing is this, you were like, ah, it's just gonna... No, I knew it. I knew it. No, I didn't disagree with you. I did not disagree with you that was gonna come up. What I disagreed with was last episode when you blamed me for it. And you're the one who brought it up. True. (laughs) You brought it up, and then we start talking about it, and you say, See, I told you you would do this. I'm like, you're the one who brought it up, Luke. (laughs) What is this... What is this woman's... What is this wife stuff blaming me for something you did? What can I say, man? I know where to point the finger. <laughs> Back to what you're saying. Um, so they had all these interesting points. Knights of Ren. Knights of Ren. Snoke was set up to actually be a good villain. Yeah. Because we had no context on him. And then, boom, except he's for dead. Andy, except for Andy Serkis. Well, yeah. That's all we had. Yeah. But, like, boom, he's dead next, uh, in the next movie. Like, almost immediately, too. Yes. Like, we get him in two scenes. Like... Should have brought in his Darth actual Jar-Jar. body in Who? two scenes. And Should have brought in Darth Jar Jar. Yeah, he's adamant on Darth Jar Jar. I would have been happier with that <laughs> than bringing a clone of Palpatine <clears throat> back. Me, me, been every voice you have ever heard inside <laughs> your head. Okie day. Okie day. Yeah, we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. He did that, if I remember correctly. Also, they did Finn dirty. I made that point last episode. Do you know why they did Finn Dirty? I, it was because of John Boyega. It, no, it, it was it, because it, of China's racism. 
Could it? Well, I was oh, about, I didn't know. I was that. about to say, could it possibly be because Disney doesn't actually care about the social causes it claims to care about? Yes. Have you seen the um, Star Wars posters yes. for China? Yes. Yeah, I remember Where seeing Where John Boyer is like, so small down in the bottom corner that you can't that you can barely see him. Yeah. So, like, basically, because of China, China, China. Um, <laughs> because China, um, John Boyega got. Just wrecked. Yeah. Well, dude, it's so funny. That's not the only poster. Another one I thought was really funny is the the first Black Panther poster, the first one that came out. The the poster they did was like Chadwick Boseman doing the you know salute thing on the poster. Chadwick Bossman. Yeah. The the Chinese version of that, they edited the Black Panther mask over his face so you couldn't see he was black. Yep. So China is racist now. China yes. is incredibly racist. They're dude. There's a, I saw I saw a commercial once for like. Laundry. I, I had no idea that China was this racist. Oh yeah. no, they absolutely hate black yeah. people. So, <laughs> but they make the KKK look like a pretty neutral group. Yeah. So I saw, dude, China is to Nazis as the KKK is to like just normal, like yeah. Well, here's the thing: normal, like right wingers, whatever. Not as bad. No, here's. I mean, I may be doing that. Wrong. I'm gonna probably edit this part out. Yeah, Luke. Luke, <laughs> metaphors are not your forte. Let me shut up. Let me talk. So I saw a. This isn't metaphor. This is analogy. <laughs> Either way, it's not working right. Like I, I don't know how to place it, but anyway, uh, I saw a commercial for laundry detergent in China once. Not in China. I've not been to China. But I saw like a Chinese commercial for laundry detergent. And and there's a commercial where, in the commercial, a Chinese woman takes. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. A Chinese dude, a Chinese woman is like takes a black dude and like puts him in a washing machine and puts the detergent in, and then they like cut to like a Chinese dude comes out of the washing machine. I have seen this. I can confirm that this is a real commercial that I've seen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, the horror. <laughs> Gosh, but man. But, like, it's not just China. Most Asian countries are very racist. Well, uh, so, no, hold on. Hold on. I don't disagree, but there's, like, there are different kinds of racism. Oh, yeah. Like, no, some no, it's just, like, lightly peppered in, and then other times it's like, man, I put way too much so, garlic in no, this. So, no, what I mean is, like, so, like, in China, it's legit just, like, Racism. It's hatred. Yeah, it, it's pure in, hatred. Like in Japan, it, they're inbred into it. No, in Japan, <laughs> in Japan, it's like curiosity. It's like curiosity mixed with xenophobia. Yeah, it's well, because in, Japan doesn't like they like other cultures enough to absorb a little bit from them, kind of like Rome, ancient yeah. Rome. Well, from what I've heard, uh, I've heard people who visit Japan, like even white people, say that like. They're like an anomaly in Japan. Like people want to like take pictures with them. Oh, oh yeah. and we want like pictures. And, and so like Japan's the other side of it, where it's like, like, like they notice your race and they'll point it out, and they just like they absolutely see you're a white man. They absolutely <laughs> see color, but it's the other way where they're like, oh my gosh, white man, get picture, picture. <laughs> We're never gonna see one again. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. So. 
We and then you got what, Akira Toriyama we, and what, the way he draws Mr. Popo. This is all right. Well, so Mr. Popo though isn't a person. He's like a wow. No, <laughs> no, I did not mean it like that. Mr. And, Popo is not of a human race. Yeah, wow. he's not he a is, human person. He he is a sapien of some sort, but he's not a Homo sapien. We're talking about Dragon Ball for those of you who don't care. Everybody knows what we're talking about. No, it's Mr. Popo. But, but if you see the way Akira Toriyama draws black people, it literally looks like blackface. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Popo's not that. No. Yeah, I, I feel the like black people he does draw are done horribly. Yeah. And that's where you see the racism. What was the Pokemon that looks like a female Mr. Popo? Mr. Mime? Uh, no, not Mr. Mime. Not, um... Jinx. Jinx, yes. I know what you're yeah, talking so about. It's both, horrible. Both Jinx and Mr. Popo were both censored on their four kid stubs. They changed the skin color to blue. I don't remember this. Yes. They, I, I remember Jinx always looking the way Jinx is supposed to look. Yeah, oh, no. yeah I've seen Arcane. <laughs> blue! Blue hair, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know so. why you'd have to. Cha- I don't know why you'd have to censor her hair blue. It's supposed to be blue. Yeah, whatever. So back to where we were originally talking about. Oh, dude, what were we I just really like, talking about. So I, we're, I'm gonna get back to it in a minute. But put a pin in this. We need to do an arcane episode. We went from Star Wars to China's racism. <laughs> well, we originally were started at no. Uh, so we're gonna do. We're Pedro Pascal. Yes. The Dark Tower. All of that. I will get to that in a minute. But I want to tell my other story. Okay. I have not seen Paranormal Activity. That's the one with the Darth Maul ghost, right? What the red and blue, the red and black? I don't even ghost. know what the ghost looks like in Paranormal Activity. I'm gonna assume I've never had any desire to watch those movies. Hold on, I've uh, seen the third one and it was like it was quite frightening. I'm not a fan. I'd rather watch like the fifth Sharknado than any <laughs> than any of the Paranormal Activity movies. Darth Maul ghost. I, I Paranormal Activity. Activity ghost. Those are white people. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying. Uh, Oh, wait, wait. There was one up there at the top that's kind of weird looking. uh, Dude. Wait, there was another one at the top, actually. Middle, top. uh, Just off right here. Hold on. I'm going to try getting really specific. Horror movie. Oh, my gosh. You're keeping. Horror movie ghost that looks like Darth Maul. Do you have cherry speed switches? Yes, I do. I love them. Too. Insidious! Too. It's the Insidious. Oh, yeah. I remember. That one really messed with me. So the Insidious while. one is what I'm thinking of. So oh, okay. I have is, not, that, is that the original Insidious? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the original one. one. So I have not That's s- the point where my brother jumped. He doesn't jump at horror movies at all. I've never seen the first one. I've never the first one, like, it, it grabs you. Oh, I've, okay. I've never seen Insidious. I remember my friend and I, we were at same dude who watched The Boy With Me. We were at Taco Bell with a bunch of people one night, and we started telling a joke. Does the first Insidious <coughs> movie end with the house burning down or something like I that? I don't know. Okay, well, I think it ends with the house burning down, because we it was a joke that involved the house burning down. We were talking about, like, we were, and we, were we made a joke about, like, picturing after the house that that goat, that the Darth Maul ghost uh, haunts, burns down. We were just making I'm a just joke. I'm just going to get rid of this because it's starting to mess with me. Okay. We made a... Oh, like that's any better. That's yeah, just yeah. as horrifying. No, no, Pedro like... Pascal's face. Yeah, Pedro yeah. Pascal's face. Look at it. The nose and the... The mouth is too small for the nose. He's got dirt face. 
His nose is disproportionate yeah. to the rest of his face. He's got derp face. I agree. Like no, like no offense, but he has a big honker. And this is something we're going to talk about when we get back to Pedro Pascal. He's he's got he is not a Hollywood leading man. No. If I, if I could give you a metaphor, if we were casting the Harry Potter movie and we had to cast him as one of the three main characters, he would be Ron. He's the. I knew exactly where you were going with that yeah, before you even said Ron. Yeah, he's the derpy friend. Yeah, he's the goofy looking friend, and he keeps getting he cast slugs. <laughs> yeah, and he keeps getting cast as Harry Potter and stuff for some reason. No, Man. he's getting cast as like freaking Snape because Snape is the hero of that entire story. You're ruining my metaphor. You're welcome. <laughs> Honestly, I, I did that on purpose. Honestly, I kind of feel like he would make a good Snape. Yeah, he would. I really do. Because, but right, because Snape... Because... Well, like, Snape also like, has a disproportionate face. Exactly. Right, because Snape's a simp who got... Who lost his girl to Harry's dad, and Pedro Pascal looks like a dude who would lose his girl to Harry Potter's dad. That's true. Yeah. So what you're saying is, he's the nerd who's unattractive, and somehow he's getting the good role. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm getting to. When I get back to Pedro Pascal, I'll hit this more. Yes, he's not a halt and he's not a leading man type and he keeps getting leading man roles. I will I will come back to that in a minute though. So, so our, I actually want to add to that point when we come back to it. Insidious ghost. Yeah, so we were making a joke about how after the house burns down, you just picture the ghost like like he he packs a suitcase and he puts on like his three piece suit and like his little hat that you wear and he like walks over to the next house whistling a, a merry tune as he goes to the next house to haunt and we were just making a joke about that. Gosh, <laughs> just a jolly ghost going to. So the reason all this started was because of the meme. That is a Mayan death whistle. The Mayan death whistle. Yes. You yeah. You blow if it. you blow the whistle, you die. Oh, okay. And so it, it comes through here and here, and it screams a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it actually is kind of scary. Is it? Well, I mean, if you don't know what it is, and you don't see where it's coming from, just imagine you're outside in the middle of nowhere, and you hear that. Yeah. Freaky yeah. Dude, dude, blow it. No, I'm not going to blow it on stream right now. Why? Uh, actually, I can, and we can just cut this part out. I think, I don't think that would scare me. I think you don't blow too hard. I would just assume that was the wind. A little harder. Not that hard. It's just a resonance hit. Oh, okay. There you go. And so it sounds like screaming. Well, yeah. this particular one is not the right proportion. Yeah. If you get one at the right purport. I feel like also it shouldn't be made out of plastic. Uh, yeah, this is completely made out of Oh, no, did you not know? You Normally they're made out of skull bones. You said it's a Mayan yeah. death whistle, right? Yes. Yeah, did you not know? The Mayans, like, invented plastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were the first ones to do it. <laughs> yeah, they invented plastic. They discovered petroleum, too, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what the stone mask in JoJo was made out of. Plastic? Yeah. <laughs> plastic and snake fangs. <laughs> Anyway, so now we can loop all the way back to Pedro. And so. So the Dark Tower, it's, it's been announced that Mike Flanagan is making an, an adaptation of that. Which I was initially excited about because he's done good stuff before. And then I saw an article that came out like two weeks ago where it said that he has been 
Mike Flanagan announced that he has been having meetings with Pedro Pascal, and he's looking forward to working with Pedro on an upcoming project. And everyone immediately started speculating that Pedro's going to be playing Roland, the main gunslinger from the Dark He's already been a gunslinger, so why not let him play a gunslinger again? That's their exact argument. So the reason why it frustrates me is because it's the same thing as Joel. Um, Roland is definitively written as a white character in the dark tower he's described as he looks like clint eastwood and sometimes he's it's actually described it says he looks like stephen king a little bit so the descriptions have said he looks like a cross between clint eastwood and stephen king but the thing when when i say he's definitively a white character the reason i say that is because he there is a plot point and here i'll do it there is a plot point in the second book where Roland is con- is getting his fellowship, like his Lord of the Rings style group together to mm-hmm. go on their adventure, and yeah, I see. Like he's supposed to be like dark, grizzled. Yeah, like that would actually be my fan cast for Roland, Andrew That'd Lincoln. Be great. Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. I don't think would be bad. He would be all right. I could s- totally see that. But um, but so when um that that's. Clint Eastwood there. Yeah, one of the people that um, Roland gets for his group, and they're picked at random. It's a plot point where, like, Roland keeps flicking out of his universe <coughs> into ours, so he's actually taking people from our world into his world to be his part of his fellowship group going on this adventure. Mm. And one of them's... Come with me, I'm trying to go to Mordor! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so one of the people... Well, it's not completely at random. He doesn't have control over it. It's just like, he every time he goes through this wait, wait, portal... Wait, every time he just like comes out and he goes to a person, he just does that... No. From so, The Witcher. <laughs> no, so what happens is when he goes through the portal, it puts him into the mind of the person that is being drawn into his... So he has control over their body... And so it's a plot point where, like, one of them is a drug de- is a drug addict who he's got to help get out of a drug deal that's gone bad, and like drug dealers are trying to kill him. And then the second person he calls is a black woman from the 1950s, like race, like race uh, right civil rights movement. I'm sorry, this chair is not so comfortable. And no, there that's is, okay. And I there is just the pillows. A plot point where she has schizophrenia. She has multiple personality disorder, and one of her personalities. Wait, so she has two different diseases. Wait, does she have schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder? Because they're different. I thought. Does she see people or does she become like, other just people. become different people? I thought multiple personality disorder was something that folded into schizophrenia. Uh, no. Oh, did they not fold? So no, she, no she's got multiple personalities then. So multiple, multiple personalities. Yeah, she's got three different personalities, and one of them is a raging racist who hates all white people, and it's a plot point where she tries to kill Roland multiple times because she hates him purely because she's white. I mean, because he's white and she's black. So it is a... Cr- Ayo, mother... Like, <laughs> Roland being white... Roland is one of the few characters in fiction where, like, him being white is, like, hyper-specific. Like, he, like it is a plot-critical point to one of the books that he is white, and that is why people... Ha- which is actually why people weren't happy with Idris Elba playing him, because... I mean, he doesn't look bad, but at the same time, the point is... Well, if you were going to adapt the second book, then you'd have to change it completely, because you'd have to completely drop the, the, the sub-arc about one of his... 
group members hating yeah, him. Yeah, this is you part could, of the movie. No, you wouldn't have to drop it. You could just race swap that character as well and make make her. Yeah, you could just change the race as like like Maybe. to be actual racism. Well, that well, that's what I mean. Like you, you would. You like, know, the other one is not reverse racism though. You would have to keep. Well, you would have to keep making changes as opposed to like if you just keep the the. What I mean is like there are a lot of there are a lot of roles where if you change the race if you cast a black actor as this as the white character it doesn't change anything because their race doesn't actually matter right where Roland, this it truly matters yeah with, yeah with Roland if you change his race it actually affects the plot to a point where you have to either change the story or you have to change the other character's race to account for it I figured it out you just make her a Chinese character <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, problem solved. <laughs> But so back to what I'm tag, getting. Tag back to Chinese racism. So back to what I'm getting at. I'm, I'm sort of fed up with Pedro Pascal as it is. I don't like him as Joel, and I've. He's a fine actor. I don't have a problem with him, but I don't like him as Joel. And now that there's this possibility that he's going to be playing Roland, that just makes me extra upset because Roland. You know what, Joel? He changes race. Doesn't actually affect anything. Joel can no. be any race. I just don't like it when you change race. I want them to look like the character in the game, right? Right. So it, that affects me just from a purely subjective standpoint. With Roland, it actually bugs me because, like, you've got to start changing stuff. Like, you've either got to swap, you've either got to change the story, or you can just make it that this black character, her name's Susanna, you could make it that she's just racist against Hispanics instead. But yeah. See, my, pro- my problem with race swapping is I'm a v- I'm very much a purist when it comes to source material. I'm the exact Definitely. same way. Definitely. Yeah. I'm the exact same way. That's well, why I don't like him as Joel. Well, that's why I don't like the Netflix Witcher series. Mm. Because Yennefer's wrong. Yennefer's entirely wrong. I haven't watched that series. Okay. You could spoil it. I'm not going to watch it. Yennefer's black. In the show? Yeah. And she's ginger in the games, right? Uh, no, she ha- she's very pale-skinned with, um, bl- with long black hair. Oh, I thought they had a ginger. That they oh, they got the black there. in the wrong place there. Uh, no, that is um, Triss, who mm-hmm. I believe may also be race-swapped. I think she was. I saw like a clip from that episode with but, Triss uh, in it. Uh, the Witcher's from Poland, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And the Polish were actually really upset by it. I'm sure, dude. Because The Witcher is like their national book, right? It's their yeah. national like novel series. Yeah. I was about what? to try and go in for a Polish accent. I'm not going to try because I know I'm going to get slaughtered. Like the by Prime you Minister of Poland gave Barack Obama a copy of The Witcher when he visited as America, a gift when they met as, as a, a gift, gift. Yeah. literally as, a gift. as like a meeting gift. So, like, to race swap it, or to change it's like you come to America, here you go, have some chicken wings, these are great, the person comes from Poland, here you go, copy of The Witcher. Right. But to change anything from the source material for them is so highly offensive, yeah. and Netflix didn't care. Oh, yeah, well, of course they don't care. No. I forgot he was even in that movie. Who? Freaking Pedro Pascal was in this. Oh, Kingsman? So, I liked the Kingsman movies. I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. I don't think it was good that they had um, some of the actors that they had in the second one. Like the, They had the same kind of feel to it, though, which was good. I did like that. But yeah. um, taking things to America and doing the things they did, 
and then bringing in Julianne Moore, I was just like, what the heck is yeah. this crap? I just didn't have an interest in it. I liked the first one. and then First the second, one was fantastic. The second one came out, and I just didn't care. I never saw it. The second one was... Like, there he was. <coughs> he, he was the mustachio man. Mm. His name was Whiskey. Yeah, so he played in that movie. And he didn't do a bad job in it. Um, but... Like you said, like you're tired of seeing him, and I'm starting to see like he's been in so much. Yeah, like well, I, w- I like it's not just that I'm tired of seeing him. Like I would have been like if you cast him just like as the main character of just an original series or something like that. Yeah. It's not adapting anything. So I'd like still Nar- be- Narco, so he was in 30 episodes of that. Yeah. I didn't I'd, realize he was a voice in Dishonored too, which is a video game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd still be tired of seeing him. But like when it's when there are rumors of him be- playing the main character, like. Him playing another race-swapped main character of another established series that I'm a fan of, it's just like, dude, can you, like... Can we stop, Yeah, Can, we, can we just cast, like... Can we ca- cast, like, an actor who looks accurate to how he's described you in know, the books? Yeah. You know, honestly, there's a much better actor who's played in a movie with him recently uh, that would be perfect for Roland. Nicholas Cage. I thought you were going to say Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no, I actually... Just because I saw the unbearable weight of massive talent, which yeah. is Nicholas Cage, I was like, you know, he'd probably be good in it too, but he'd be weird because... Yeah, I can't see... Nicholas Cage. I can't see Nicholas Cage as like... I love Nicholas Cage. I would be upset if Nicholas Cage played Roland or Joel. I would... I love him. I'll see him in anything, but like I would be upset with him as either of those roles because like you still need to watch The Color Out of Space. It's a good movie. You're the one who's got it. So. You you can borrow it, man. Yeah. It's but, another uh, uh, you, one of his movies. It's great. Yeah. Have you seen Willy's Wonderland either? It's so funny. Yeah, Willy's Wonderland's great. It's um it's Five Nights at Freddy's but with Nicolas Cage. That sounds and excellent. purple yeah. soda. And in, <laughs> and instead of him like hiding to survive, he like kills all of the animatronics. <laughs> the anima- it's like basically the animatronics are stuck with him. Yeah. And then every time it comes break time, like he'll be fighting something. Ding! Yeah. Break time. The he'll top, leave. Yeah. At the top, whatever he's doing, and go play pinball. Yeah. At the top of the hour, and drink purple drink. Yeah. At the top <laughs> of the hour, every hour, he will drop whatever he's doing to go drink a can of soda and play pinball. I mean, that's yeah. accurate for somebody that yeah. works in an arcade, though. And there's and there is in a more like a little playhouse essentially. It's a Chuck E. Cheese type. It's a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Oh, no, I consider that to be an arcade, a very bad arcade. But here's they have like one arcade machine. One of the and a pinball machine. One of the most amazing scenes I have ever experienced watching, ever had the pleasure of watching, is when I watched Willy's Wonderland, there's a part where like he shows up, like because a bunch of teenagers a, a, a bunch of plucky young Mystery Inc. teenagers try to break in to save him because they don't want him to be sacrificed to these I'd still hear you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to these uh, to these uh, animatronics and uh, the last girl who's still alive hey, turn the fan on in there too the last girl who's still alive, she is um, being attacked by one of these animatronics, and Nicolas Cage shows up to help her, and right as he's about to fight this thing and save her life, his alarm his alarm clock on his watch goes off, and he just hands his knife to her and leaves <laughs> to it go play great. pinball. I remember that. It was a great scene. It was, it was honestly, like, some of the funniest moments were him, like, he'd be in a situation, ding, 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 ah. 
Gotta go play pinball and drink and soda. Some, sometimes the faces he would make playing pinball were just playing, like, you can't see this, do you? Uh, it's just like, you're, you're thinking it's like a Rocky movie or whatever, because of freaking Sylvester Stallone's face. Yeah, pi- yeah picture Sil- Sylvester Stallone's face, like after he's been punched multiple times by Apollo Creed. That's the face that Nicolas Cage is making oh. while he plays pinball. <laughs> <laughs> There's also one of my favorite parts is when he he fights one of the animatronics in the in the restaurant's restroom and he curb stomps the animatronic's head over a urinal and, yes. and just smashes it was to it pieces. The crocodile or no, it was the bear. Oh yeah, it was the bear. Also, the animatronics in that movie were kind of weird. He's like he's like Rorschach from the Watchmen movies. Like, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. <laughs> You're trapped in here with me! So, uh, let's see here. The shows that he's played in... Uh, the movies and shows that he's played in, that I think were good choices. Uh, obviously... Now it's my turn to use the restroom. Um, I feel like he probably did a great job in Narcos just because it was Narcos. Make sure you turn the fan off. Make me. I did. Are you going to sell on the caption or something? No. Are you swapping chairs? I'm swapping chairs for all the Narcos. Oh. So it's more comfortable? Yeah, actually, it would be more comfortable. I think I had that one originally sitting there, and I think I moved it. But, uh. Oh, that's better. Not really. So. Right in the one bar. Yeah. It's okay. Eh. I got to still Henry's chair. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Mandalorian, I really feel like he did a great job. See, I do too, but here's here's my biggest problem. For, actually, I'm going to wait for Henry to come yeah. back to make this point. He hasn't watched it, sadly. Uh, but I will reiterate it when he comes back. Oh, he's not watched Mandalorian? No, he's not watched Mando. Really? If I'm aware. He needs to. It's good. We need to have an intervention. <laughs> We're having only an intervention as soon as he's out of the bathroom. I can smell that from here. I'm not used to smelling it. What, the liquid does? Yeah. I'm not used to being able to smell I got Rona back in January last year. Oh, yeah. It's coming back. Yeah, everything's starting to come back. That was... My entire palate changed after I had Rona. But it was for the better. Like, anything that was greasy or anything that was overly sweet became, like, sickening to me. I just, like... So I've like, just got a craving now for just like chicken and rice always. Yeah, well, like I went, I went to eating like just grilled food. I don't eat anything fried unless it's like pan fried, like good. pad Dude, thai. I got a charcoal grill for Christmas. Oh, it's so good! <sighs> it is. What's so good? Charcoal uh, grills. Yeah, not heard of it. Okay, you never so, had a charcoal grill? Oh, I thought we were talking about a TV show. No. Uh, well, we're about to. We're yeah, we were. We're going we to were holding off until you got back because okay. we're gonna have an intervention because you haven't seen Mando. Seen what? Mandalorian. Oh, I've seen three episodes of it. You need to watch it. Like the first three? or Yeah, the first three. Oh, okay. So, it's actually like a really good show. The first two seasons are great. It is, especially if you've watched uh, Clone Wars, because a lot of it ends up tying in with Clone Wars. I didn't watch a lot of Clone Wars, but I did watch some of it. So, I've watched through Clone Wars in its entirety once. I've tried to watch through it again, but the first like two seasons are kind of hard to get through, because the animation is so blocky. But it progressively gets better. Well, I actually recently, just for the heck of it, I rewatched a couple episodes of Clone Wars to see like if it was as good as I remembered. And I chose specifically the Mortis episodes. The Mortis episodes are excellent. I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I didn't like them at all. 
And a big part Probably of it... Probably you're a troglodyte, but whatever. <laughs> so something that really, like, blew me away... So there are two things in the Mortis episodes that I really didn't like. The first one was the sun um, that Sam Witwer played. Yeah. Under okay. Sam Witwer character. Mm-hmm. Sam Witwer again, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Sam Witwer. Something that was really weird to me is, like, he is overtly evil, right? Yes. He's overtly evil. He tries... You're over... <laughs> he, like, bl- outright tries, like... I'm, and I'm not talking like, I'm not talking like half-heartedly tries. Like I'm talking about like, p- takes out a gun and shoots at you to try and kill you. Like he's trying hard to kill his yes. sister, and then when his sister like dies, just completely by happenstance, like helping Obi Wan and Anakin. Like he's like he's just crying. Like, oh my gosh, sister, what happened? Oh my gosh, no. Yeah. Like, Multiple personality disorder. I'm, do not trying to defend this by <laughs> making up a personality disorder for him. Multiple personality disorder. Maybe not even that. More like borderline personality disorder. Mm. What I'm getting at is like, so there, you can. There are some characters where like they can say they want something or they want something until they get it, and then they realize that like it's not what they wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not what was happening. They were like he was actively trying to kill her, and then when he accidentally killed her, he was just like heartbroken. Well, like that's the dark side of the force, though. What do you mean? Like the dark side is the dark way. side is pure anger, and if there's something you don't want, you kill it. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to suffer the consequences of that. Well, that's the that, that, that's what, used to hate. That, hate leads to. Well, what I'm what I'm getting at is he was a so a hardcore sociopath until he wasn't. Yeah. No, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. That's how it's going. Yes. Like he his reaction to his sister dying was not was not in line with what his characterization up to that point had implied. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can I can see him being upset about it and, like, realizing, like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. This doesn't feel the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Not hysterically crying the way he was. <laughs> the other thing was Anakin being shown the future and turning to the dark side. When I was a kid, I thought that was really good. And the reason for it is because when I was a kid... And I didn't understand how people worked. Mm-hmm. I thought that if you're bad, it's just because you like being bad. You like being evil. I, like, I thought Darth Vader is just a dick. <laughs> and, yeah. and so when Anakin... I mean, you're right. Yeah, and so when Anakin <laughs> saw the future and it made him turn to Darth Vader sooner, I was like, oh, that's because now Anakin is seeing the future where he's a dick. He's like, oh, I like being a dick, so I'm going to be a dick. Because that's how I s- saw things as a child. Now... When I actually understand Anakin's character and how he wasn't trying to go evil, he he was trying to save Padme's life, and in the process, he thought that she betrayed him. He thought that the Order betrayed him. He thought everyone betrayed him, and the only one he could trust was Palpatine. And all of that collapsed on him at once, combined with Padme dying, just caused him to go over the deep end and turn evil. Right. Yeah. So he would have seen all of that. Like, the sun showed him the entire future. If anything, that should push him in the other direction. Like, that's where I end up on this path I'm walking? I'm going in the other direction to stop all of it. And yet, for some reason, seeing Padme... Seeing a vision of himself choking Padme to death somehow made him decide I should turn evil. But correct me if I'm wrong. Don't, Put the woman don't they place. lose all memory of being in Mortis? No, they do. But what I'm saying is Anakin turning evil from seeing the future that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. him seeing the future, seeing like what he did as Vader, should have like convinced him not to become Vader. But it could also be said that if you're as impulsive as Anakin, the harder you try not to be that, the the more you will the be more it. you become that. 
So you could it's do kind of like the things with like people trying not to be like their parents inevitably will act like their parents. Yeah, yeah. but you've got yeah, but like that takes years of slipping into but, like behavioral patterns. Whereas Anakin saw a vision of himself killing Padme and was like, you know what? That uh, yeah. yeah, that <laughs> honestly, I feel like I, the, I he feel saw like, a vision of himself killing Padme. He's like, I need to. He's like, that's it. I need to set, kill Padme to save Padme. We're, we got it, boys! I feel like with the Mortis arc, it should have been two to three more episodes longer. That way, a lot of the plot points in it make more sense. I think. Because then you can actually sort of see what's happening in the characters' heads, and there's more exposition with it. Yeah. Versus them just sort of showing it to you, and it's like, okay, if you think about this, it doesn't exactly make sense. I think you need to rewrite a whole bunch of the payoffs. Because you can still get those payoffs, but you need to, like, rewrite them. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to make it... You need to make it clear that the sun is showing Anakin visions of the future that are not complete. Because I'm pre- I'm almost positive he see- like it says that he saw all of it. He saw everything that happened in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And if you and if Anakin from Clone Wars saw the entirety of Revenge of the Sith and everything that happened to him, his response would not be that I need to do that. It would be I need to do whatever I can to avoid that. Yeah. yeah. And so you would need to re- rewrite that. And I'm going to say something super controversial. I Do think, it. I think Dave Filoni's pretty overrated. I would agree with so you I, to an extent. Yeah, so I There's think, some stuff that he's done that was great. Yeah. Some. I think that... And what I'm getting at is I think you would need to like pull Dave Filoni... If he's on that episode, I would need to check. But if he's on that, I think you need to pull him off of it and get someone else to write it. Yeah. I think with Dave Filoni, I think he's great at world building, and with his own original characters like uh, like Ahsoka, for example. Oh yeah, his one hit wonder. Yes, absolutely fantastic character arc up until the I would say up until the end of Star Wars Rebels. By the way, scroll back up, Luke. I'm listening to you. I'm not ignoring. Oh you. no, you're fine. By the way, that dude needs he needs to get rid of that hat. I wish I could zoom in on that. His, that cowboy hat he's got, he's got it in every he, picture. He kind of reminds me of, like, a gerbil wearing a cowboy hat. Here's, like, I've seen... He's not the only one that does this. So, do you guys know AJR? No. I've heard of it. They're, they're what a, are you talking about? They're like a... Is it like that hat that dude's wearing right there? Yeah, so he wears this hat in every music video and, like, mm-hmm. everywhere. It's stuff like that where, like, you've got a specific hat that you wear everywhere. If you're a famous person, like, everything you're in... He's got it right there, too. Yeah, he's, like, they're always wearing it. It's, like, stuff like that. Hat. And I get, I get the, like... Hat. This hat. might... Hat. Hat. Yeah. Hat. Hat. Yeah, they they did a music... Even characterized it. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, I think they did a, uh... They did a, uh, music... AJR did a music video for one of their songs where, like, that dude was stuck on a deserted island and he was on the deserted island with his hat. Like, he was wearing it it's the entire Wilson. time. Yeah. Like, he was wearing it the entire time. It's a security blanket. Like, him and Dave Filoni with his hat. Like, I see stuff like that where, like, like a cowboy hat or, like, that Russian hat. I don't even know what you call it. What what the other... The one, like, I have right there? Yeah. (laughs) What do you call that? I I think it's called a toque. Okay. So, if you got, like, a toque... Like, if it's a baseball hat they're wearing everywhere, it doesn't... I don't care at all. But, like, when you got, like, a cowboy hat or a toque that you wear literally everywhere, I see that. And what I do not see is... This dude had. What I do not see is this dude loves this hat. What I see is this dude wants to look quirky. Yeah. 
This dude has a this, this dude, dude is got a shtick. Yeah, this that, yeah this dude wants to have a shtick. Dave Filoni's shtick is that he wears a cowboy hat everywhere. So Dave Filoni was the one who did yeah. he did Clone Wars. Yes. So yeah, he did Clone Wars Resistance. He was he, the producer on Resistance, not the showrunner. Yes. Um, oh, was he not? Oh, okay. yeah, he was a showrunner on the Bad Batch and on uh, Rebels, I believe. Or he was the executive. Well, producer. I know he wrote for them. So the director, yeah. he was on. Also, Tales of the Jedi oh, is excellent. My. Oh, wait, Tales of the Jedi? Yes. What was the one? Was it Star Wars Visions? That was Visions was one. excellent. Oh, yeah, uh, they're also doing a season two of Visions, but it's not going to be just anime. They're taking animation studios from all over the world this time. Dude, Titmouse would be a good one for that. That's a name of a Titmouse. I know. I don't care that that's the name. I'm going to laugh at it anyway. Okay. But yeah, Titmouse would be a good company uh, to, to pull animation from. They're the ones that... Hold on. What's the box Hold on. What, what's oh, the name of the production? Titmouse. <coughs> oh, yeah. They would be great. Yeah. Legend of Vox Machina, the animation's excellent. In yes. I, I don't, like, necessarily endorse the story anymore, but, like, the yeah. animation's fantastic. I understand why. Oh, let's yeah. get into a discussion about why you don't endorse Fox Machina. <laughs> again? Let's talk about again? that again. <laughs> no, we're not going to do this again. Back to Dave Filoni. Yeah, so like, I do see like some of the stuff he's done. And honestly, it's not... Hold on, go down, go down. What is Star Wars Scoundrels? What? I have no idea. What is this? I have not seen this. Star Ooh. Wars Scoundrels. Distributed by Lionsgate. What year? What? Created Febu- 28th of February... 2021. What is this? Scroll down. Alden Ehrenreich. Why is this the cast of Solo a Star Wars? No, it's not. Like Partially. I, yeah. Daniel partly, Logan. Partly. Is this a fan thing? Because I've noticed that IMDB does fan casting, there so I've got to wonder if this is like a fan casting it thing. It says it's public. Uh, let's rated see. P- rated PG. Th- what is this? I don't know. Uh, you guys talk about stuff to keep our... Like, uh, I'm actually... Uh, this is no, dude. We're talking about this. Okay, so while you're pulling up information on what Star Wars, Star Wars Scandals is, I'm going Novel. to give my two cents on um, Pedro Pascal, finally. Yes. My pro- my biggest problem with The Pedro one point Pascal, that you were trying to make earlier? Yes. Okay. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> He's got a weird jaw on Okay. Yes! Everything about his face is weird and derpy and Yes. So like he kind of reminds me of Cousin Eddie from uh, National so Lampoon's Christmas Everything Vacation. about his face is floopy. Here was my was reaction other, uh, watching the season finale of the first episode of Mandalorian. Actually, or, get of the first Kool-Aid. season of Mandalorian when he takes his helmet off. Okay. Up until that point, you're like, this character is so cool. This is a very, very cool character. And then he takes his helmet off. Yeah. He and you're like, what? Mandalorians You're don't like, take your helmet off. Well, it's that. Well, even at the end of the first season, whenever I don't remember him taking it off. So uh, there's a droid. Oh that, yes, yeah. Literally, dude, the blood-covered face we were staring at for like yeah. thirty minutes. So my, oh, that was in season two. No, that's season one. Yeah, th- that's not my only issue mm, with him. Kool Aid, man. My biggest issue with Pedro Pascal as an actor is I feel like a lot of the fame that he's garnered over the last several years has been from Mandalorian, where it's a character that he's not even actually playing most of the time. It's played by a stunt double. He's not even on set, yes. and he's voice acting. I'm so glad that oh. you said that. So I wanted to bring this I up. I was not aware of that. Yes. I meant to bring this up. Um, 
when people so, so I can dislike him even more yeah, because, because he's I, a fraud. 90% of the time he's not in the suit. Yeah, he doesn't like He's not, just a studio recording, not even on set. Wow, yeah. what a fraud. Yeah, he's I not know. he's not the suit act. Let me see if I can find Like I've actually seen like a lot of online places where they list the cast, they'll often list a second dude as the Mandalorian because okay. like he's in the suit so much. And I'm going to see And the I'm, thing is this like I when I hear the Mandalorian, I hear I think of the Mandalorian. I don't think of Pedro, Pedro Pascal's Pascal at all. Phase, yeah. I don't like. I think of yeah. Like, so, so the dude they most Baskar often... armor. I think of his gun. I yeah. think of all that stuff. Yeah. So the dude who portrays him in the armor most is John Wayne's grandson, Brendan Wayne. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Which is a white dude portraying hey, a Hispanic hey. dude. Like hey, I remember I'm just saying this couldn't have picked a better dude because that man is oh. hard. We like, know he's hard. Like he was, would have been fine to cast as him, though. Yeah. He I, would have been fine to cast as him. You know why they didn't do it? The you know because he's white? No. As Disney? Representation? Because he's white and it's Disney. Yeah, true. Because they claim to have all of these values also, supporting minorities. Also, the Little Mermaid. Gosh. Oh, yeah, the Black Little Mermaid. Oh, gosh. So I remember reading. I'm so butthurt about that still. So I don't remember where I read this, but like Brendan Wayne got cast to play the Mandalorian in the suit before um, Pedro Pascal did. Sounds familiar. And um, it's kind of like what happened with um, the guy who played Darth Vader in the suit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's. uh, It wasn't. I wanted to say Alec Guinness, but that was Obi Wan. I know. I know his name. Give me um, David Prowse. Yeah, and then you had James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Yeah, but the voice. So there are two other guys, a guy named Latif Crowder and Barry Lowen also play. Latif Crowder. Yeah, also play. That's a good name. Yeah. They also play him in the suit, but I've heard that, like, Brendan Wayne was in the suit more than than anyone else. I think he was in the suit more than Pedro Pascal was. And I've read online that, like, Brendan Wayne and Pedro... Oh, it was on Wikipedia. That's what it was. I can probably find this info on Wikipedia, because Wikipedia's got better info on this. Uh, so, while we're still kind of on the topic of race-swapping characters, here's my biggest problem with race-swapping characters. Sure. It's not source material. It's not even race-swapping. It's the fact that Hollywood, in general, is so creatively bankrupt right now that they feel the need to retell stories by race-swapping characters. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, it's, it's a totally different story! Create original stories with minority with minorities as the lead. That's fine. And the thing is, like, you do, like, there has been a lot of stories told. There has. And you do have to kind of recycle some ideas from those stories. But they don't all have to be the exact same ideas in the exact same order. Or the the same plot. Like, you can can take aspects from multiple stories and write an entirely new story. How how many sci-fi westerns are there? Not many. Cowboy Bebop. Mandalorian. Firefly? I need to watch that. Firefly. Firefly yes. Yeah, I need to watch. I want to watch that. Firefly is pretty good. I would just say Star Wars overall, though. Star Wars is a space western. I would no. I would not call the main films westerns. It's a space opera. Yeah, more like space opera. Yeah. I've gotten I've gotten a lot more into westerns recently. I really enjoyed. <laughs> That's funny. That makes That's me That's a weird thing to see. Anyway, can I go? I'm just gonna read off. Like this section of the Wikipedia page. Because sure, it's way more comprehensive than I can be. In addition to Pascal, actor Brendan Wayne and stunt performer Latif Crowder served as body doubles for The Mandalorian and performed as the character when Pascal was unavailable. 
Always. Wayne previously appeared in the film Cowboys and Aliens, directed by Favreau, that doesn't matter. Through his agent, Wayne was asked to try on a costume at Legacy Effects for a secret project without any knowledge that it was Star Wars related. Once he saw the costume, he mistakenly believed it was Boba Fett. The costume fits, even though it was designed for someone six foot five, and he is only six feet tall. Wayne said of the costume, just the fact that I got to put it on was enough because that meant so much to me as part of my childhood. Two weeks later, he was asked to do a screen test for a Favreau project. It did not include a script because the cast, casting associates just wanted him to move, just wanted to see him move around. Suspecting it was related to, to the Star Wars costume he tried on, Wayne purchased a Boba Fett helmet and a motorcycle pad and practiced walking with them beforehand. In the screen test, he was asked to portray a very Western kind of feel, so he walked slowly, focused on holding the strength of his core, and adapted the walk so and walked in a way that was similar to his grandfather, John Wayne. Wayne's agent informed... I love that. I mm-hmm. love that so much. Yeah. Wayne's agent informed him he would not be providing the character's voice, which he didn't mind. Wayne said Favreau taught him about how to keep his head movements very subtle because they appear much more exaggerated when masked. Wayne provided feedback and advice about the costume, including where the gun holsters were positioned to give the character the greatest ease of access. Wayne worked on every first season episode of The Mandalorian, and he worked closely with Pascal to develop the character's on-screen movements, with each asking the other how they would handle certain movements and gestures to ensure the character was seamless no matter who played him. So, Although you can notice differences whenever Pedro's in the suit. Sure. So all it's of because the, one has got the Wayne in it, yes. and the other one is Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of which is to say... Brendan Wayne is just, if not, if not arguably more important to the Mandalorian's creation, yeah, as a character than Pedro Pascal was, yeah. Um, and I said I was glad you brought this up because I wanted to loop this back into the Dark Tower for a minute. Because when it got announced that Mike Flanagan was talking about Dark Tower, Dark Tower, Dark Tower, was talking <laughs> was talking to Pedro Pascal about a future project, and everyone was freaking out. I saw pe- there were people on Twitter just being like, "Oh my gosh, he plays the Mandalorian, and the Mandalorian was inspired by Clint Eastwood, and Roland was also inspired by Clint Eastwood, so this would be the perfect casting because he's so great as the Mandalorian." And like knowing, you what know I- what? Actually, Brendan Wayne would probably be a good Roland. Roland is supposed to be in like his mid, like mid to late. He's supposed to be Joel's age. I don't know how Brind- how old Brendan Wayne is. Mm, click on C. Uh, I don't think there was a link. I don't think he has a Wikipedia page. Let me. I go thought back we to saw this. one or whatever. This was his. No, this is his Star Wars fandom he's page. Seventy two. So he's in his forties. Maybe he would be the right age. Like he's, he's no, he's no, he's fifty one. Would he? Oh, you're right. Yeah, he would be in his. Yeah, he'd be perfect for the role. 51. Okay, yeah, Brendan Wayne probably could play Roland then. I would need to see, like, more pictures of him, though, because, I don't know, Andrew Lincoln has the look, so I would need to see more pictures of Brendan Wayne to know if he's got that look that yeah. Andrew Lincoln does. After giving you some Kool-Aid, I had to have yeah. some, too. But anyway, um, so, aside from the fact that, like, I don't, like, it doesn't matter to me that, if, it, it wouldn't matter to me that Pedro Pascal has played a character inspired by Clint Eastwood. That would not be enough to make me say he should also play Roland, just because Roland was also inspired by Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Like, there are multiple problems I have with that. One of them is, like, he he wears his helmet so much as the Mandalorian, that is not a good reference for why he should play another Clint Eastwood-type character. You don't see him act for most of that. He's voice acting. Yeah. 
That is not physical presence that he's showing. Then there's the other side of it, which I'm glad you brought this up so that I could loop back to it. He's not even playing Mando for most of that. So if you're going to say like, oh my gosh, he's got the movements down and all the mannerisms. He's so much like Clint Eastwood. It's like, that's Brendan Wayne usually. Yes. <laughs> that's not even Pedro Pascal doing oh. that. No, most of the acting of the Mandalorian in the show is not Pedro Pascal at all. It's someone else, and then he's doing the voice, and they're just dubbing it over. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, he gets way too much credit for the character. Which, by the way... But I will say that the credit he gets for the voice acting is well-deserved, because yeah. he's a good... Like, I'll give him this. I think he's a good actor. I don't think he's a great actor. He's a great voice actor. He is a great voice actor. Like, and the thing but is, I is think that he's, that just severe, tell- he's severely overrated. Like, that just tells you he doesn't have a face for movies. Yeah. As we have clearly stated, his face doesn't look right because it's misproportioned. He has a he has a face only Helen Keller could love. Oh, that's such a great joke. <laughs> I love Helen Keller jokes so much. <laughs> People, like, make, like, super offensive jokes. I'm over here just like, Helen Keller, anybody? Helen Keller? Helen Keller? <laughs> Giving them out. Two for three. Two for three. <laughs> anyway, so you guys, do you have Disney Plus, Luke? Mm-mm. Do you have this? Yes. I'm not a snob. So if you guys want to like get on my case about watching Mando, if you let me have your Disney sure. Plus account, I'll watch the first season. Okay. See what I think. I'd it recommend is, the second season as well. The second season's pretty good. I I'm not a fan of the Ahsoka episodes. They're okay. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. They're okay. Uh, here. Oh, and I've been wanting to watch Andor. Because Andor's very good. The Every Frame of Pause guys, uh, that uh, podcast. EFAP, yeah, yeah EFAP. Well, I wanted to say out the full pop title first before I start calling it EFAP. Yeah, every Frame a Pause is yeah. what it stands for. It's yeah. an acronym. It, it's a podcast I listen to on YouTube. Yeah, EFAP. Um, and so they did an episode for Andor, and they heavily recommended it. They have yeah. hated everything Disney, Star Wars, including mm-hmm. Mando. They hate Mando. So they've hated all of it, but they highly recommended Andor. And that's another crazy thing to see. Oh, Junji Ito. He's like yeah, Oh yeah, Junji Ito. Yeah, yeah, he's like the Japanese Stephen King. Yeah. For the again, because no one listening to this can see, we've got I've gotten we were watching Net- JoJo right before we started podcast and now on Net- Netflix. Yeah, Netflix is so doing Netflix is doing their whole like reel of just like, hey, you should check this show. Yeah, out. Ne- hey, you should check this Netflix show. Netflix is doing their screensaver thing right now and we just saw a Junji Ito thing. I th- yeah. Is it, it is- anime? Uh, it's based. I don't know. It's based on a manga, but I don't know if they made a, it, the series live action or anime. I don't know which I it have is. No idea. Anyway, it's a Japanese horror series that's on Netflix right something, now. Something, something of the macabre. Oh, I know it's a horror series. Yeah. I've seen. I know enough people who like Junji Ito to know what it is. Yeah. I'm just not interested. But anyway, like they they've hated everything Star Wars related, but they highly, highly, highly recommended Andor, and so I've been interested in it ever since. I just don't have D, D plus. I would uh, I would highly recommend it. The only problem I have with the show is the pacing because I feel like there's a little bit too much exposition on it. Okay. At, in complete opposition to like some of the Clone Wars arcs where I feel like there's not enough exposition. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's too much in some episodes of Andor. Like okay. there you'll get to a point where it's like there are two episodes where not really anything has happened. 
But the payoff because they sort continue of it. like ex- like being expository with everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, without spoiling anything, there's there's like this prison arc. I've heard of. Yeah. Andy Circus is in that, right? Andy Circus yeah. is in it. At, for and me, anything Andy Circus is in, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'll watch it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I, I love, love Andy Circus. I absolutely love Andy Circus, especially when he's actually playing when he's not a CGI character. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought he, he was what's his name in um, the Marvel movies. Uh, Claw. Yeah, Claw. Yeah, he was excellent. Like, I, I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Um, he played. Um, didn't he play Wormtongue? What and what and Lord of the Rings? No, he was Gollum. No, I mean he played another. I thought he played. I think another. he did Worm Tongue as well. No, yeah. he, no, he did not do Worm Tongue. Are you sure? Worm Tongue is not Andy Circus. I get. I promise you, he's not. Fake fans. Speaking of Andy Circus, ha- I thought it was. But it's oh not. no, it's Brad not. Dorf. Yeah. Have um. Dude, I, I would have sooner said Alan Rickman than Andy Circus. Yeah. I just remembered one scene. I was just like, to be honest, I don't remember what Wormtongue looked like. I was just agreeing with. He looks like he looks like Snape. Yeah, yeah. Except slightly uglier somehow. I don't recognize him from anything. He looks like. Oh, oh my gosh! He he's Chucky, Bruh! Yeah. Huh. And he was also in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Dude, how's that for typecasting? You play Wormtongue and Chucky. <laughs> so, as Wormtongue, he looks like Snape with an autoimmune disease. <laughs> like an so he, looks like, <laughs> so he looks like Luke. <laughs> he looks like me. He looks like Luke. <laughs> I don't know why, but this particular picture here makes him look a little bit like Buffalo Bill. Well, this Silence of the Lambs. Well, this particular picture makes him look like he has a very specific autoimmune disease. Which is... I will leave, Alupecia. I will leave that to your imagination. I have no idea which one it could be. Uh, what's the one where um, your skin complexion is different? It's like splotchy or whatever. Luke, you're overthinking it. Oh, the one that Michael Jackson had? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. He was in the original Dune also. Oh, oh. Wow. Keep going. Keep scrolling. Child's play. Keep scrolling. He was in the Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Rings, Obviously. You say obviously. You thought he was Andy Serkis. Well, uh, we were just talking about it. So I say obviously. Not a you dirt bag. It is. It. It's too soon for you to say obviously. (laughs) Someone's funny. Ready Player One. Yeah, he was Chucky. Oh, oh was Chucky? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, he was like a grenade or something, or some sort Dude, of in that movie. How does Chucky stuff keep cult of Chucky? <laughs> like literally, there are so many Chucky movies. It's stupid. Yeah, literally any horror movie that was made in the seventies, you can remake it now and it's going to make money. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, we'll watch it. More. Actually, the remake. Uh, this wasn't a movie from the seventies, but the remake of Scream that came out like two years ago. Absolutely phenomenal movie. Didn't they just make a Scream sequel, like Scream Five? They made or another whatever? one. Yeah. So they remade. So they remade it, and then they made a sequel. It's not exactly one, two, three, four. Then they did Scream, 
and now they've made a sequel to that. So the new one is actually really good um, because it's a remake of the original plot, but it's also a sequel to the original. Are you talking about this one? Yeah. Yes. I heard this was bad. No, it was actually really good. It no. was a hey, t- hey, it's got Jenna Ortega in it. But you know, Wednesday. So it's gotta be good. But it was also no. entirely, entirely self-aware of what it was. Yeah. Like there's a point in the middle of the movie where it explains basically that it's a movie. Like it's it's almost fourth wall breaking without breaking the fourth wall. Like they're explaining how movies get remade. It almost it's like it made like, the fourth wall translucent or whatever. Yeah. Even though it was still there. Yeah, they're like you have to have their... They're basically like, you have to have the original characters, but also have a new cast of characters that be reiterations of the same plot point, but it's not the same plot. Like, this is a, this is a monologue in the middle of the movie. So it's basically what they did in, like, the first scary movie where yeah. they were talking about that. Yeah, but it's so self-aware. It's fantastic. That's kind of interesting. I never could watch those either, just because someone pop Like, jump scares, I'm bad. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't deal with jump scares. I, oh, I don't with jump scares. It's psychological horror that freaks me out. I uh, understand. All of it freaks me out. My, it, it's only psychological horror that freaks dude, me out. Uh, the Babadook is the scariest movie I've ever seen. Supernatural stuff freaks me out way more than anything else. Like, and I, I found out the per- it always it was always interesting to me. Like movies like Coraline, I can't stand. Like they terrify me, but like. I always thought it was interesting to me, like, I, did, I was never scared by something like The Walking Dead, even though that's so gory. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't scared by that. And what yeah, finally... doesn't bother me. Well, it's, it's well, interesting. It, it used to not. It well, it's the type of thing that I thought would scare me, because I used to be scared of everything horror. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is it doesn't play like a horror genre, like the zombie zombie stuff is more post-apocalyptic, actually. Yeah. I think that's part of it. But also, well, I, had, I, I had a teacher in high school who explained it like this, because he felt the same way, and he explained it to our entire class where he's... And it made so much sense. I was like, that's got to be it. Where he said, like, zombie stuff, any stuff like that does not scare me. I hate scary movies. They all terrify me. I will never watch them because I can't handle it. But I'm not scared of zombie stuff. He said, and here's the reason. The reason for it is because if zombies start attacking our school right now, I can tell everyone to barricade the doors and start, like, breaking off their desk their desk legs to use as weapons and we'll be fine. If I walk outside and I see a little girl with her head turned all the way around vomiting and crawling on the ceiling, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to stop that. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to... St- I know how to stop a zombie. I don't know how to stop that. Yeah, exactly. I think there there's like some sort of like human instinct within it, just because like you were saying, like we understand what to do in these situations. But when we're presented with these supernatural or these unlikely situations, like Freddy or Jason, mm-hmm. how you can hack and slash them, you can shoot them, you can, and they just don't stop. Yeah, no. you're just like, what do you do? It's also yeah. um actually a good example would be Soma, like video game horror video I've games. Heard about that. So, I've heard about it. I've not played it. I played. I actually it. have Soma Two on Steam. I've not played. There's it. not a Soma Two. Is there not? No, there's only one Soma. Oh. I'm thinking of a different series. Probably. Anyway, continue. I think I have Soma though. Okay, I you should I play Soma. Soma. It's really good. I don't play horror games. You should play it anyway. Dude, really Phasmophobia. Pretty great. Well, let me tell you why I don't play horror games really quick. Um. It's too immersive into the horror for me, and uh, it makes me paranoid. Like, I am playing for literally, like, two hours, and I'll be paranoid, like, 
beyond belief for the next week. Understandable. Like, it affects me more than, like, well, watching any other horror Well, console. Soma, it's a horror game, but the monsters that you have to avoid are, like, AI robots and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So, it's 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 one of the scariest games I've played. Like, it terrified me playing it, but it didn't stick with me because it's sci-fi. Yeah. It's, and, like, the enemies are sort of robotic and metallic, so, like, and it goes back to that thing. Like, if I get attacked by a robot in real life, like, I believe that I've got weapons. The reason Soma's terrifying is because... The devs, all the games that that company, Frictional Games, that mm-hmm. they release, they said that they specifically, um, they don't give players weapons. They don't allow you to get, they don't give you anything that you can use to fight. Oh! It's on sale right now. 75% off. I think it's, I'm 99% sure it's in my Steam library. Okay. Uh, hang on. It does look like extremely trippy to me. Yeah. I would highly recommend... Everyone listening to this, if you play video games, I would highly recommend Soma. S-O-M-A. I think it's only available on... I do have one exception as far as horror games I'll play. No, it's on PlayStation. I have one exception for horror games I'll play. It is is, uh, Dead Space. Dude, I played the remake! Did you? I heard it's... Very the remake good. is really, really cool looking. I've been watching yeah. Markiplier play. I enjoyed it. I liked yeah. it. I didn't play the original. Really? Yeah, I the EFAP guys, they were they loved the original Dead Space. They I were remember talking, when the original came out. And they were talking about how they were going to play the Definitely. remake, and they talked about it and hyped it up so much that I got it, and it's it's really fun. There's I like Jinjito it. again. <laughs> but so, oh, okay. so, actually... So... Alex, so this is one of the enemies you can encounter in Soma. Like this thing. What is that? It's a it's a yeah. giant robot. Is it just covered in slime? What, yeah, it's what covered. So it? it's kind of like it's kind of like techno organic sort of a combination oh, of organic okay. and robotic stuff. I gotcha. um, it's a cyborg. I've, I've lo- oh, it's from the creators of Amnesia. I might actually like it then. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's from the creators of Amnesia, and so yeah, like it's terrifying in that sense the guys at Frictional and I think they're absolutely right they talked about they have this theory that they they use when they design games which is the create they like the creator of Frictional Games who was the creative director on both Amnesia Games and Soma said that he has a policy where he doesn't he like when he makes horror games he thinks it is a bad idea to make a horror game where the player has any ability to fight back against the monsters and he said the reason for that is because he said if you create a horror game but you give like your character the player character like a gun or something to fight them off it makes the game less scary because it turns it into more of an action game than anything else and now that i've played soma and that i and i played the dead space remake i think he's exactly right because i was never terrified i was never scared at any point during the dead space remake because it was an action game to me so yeah. when it, so whenever enemies would show up, like they would, ju- there were jump scares that come off. Oh my gosh! And then it would turn into like, oh, like gotta shoot him in all the right places. Like I'm not letting this guy take me down. Yeah. With Soma, like these things, you only encounter like there are only like seven 
monster encounters in Soma. Like, there are very specific places where you run into them, and then mm-hmm. aside from that, it's like you're on your own exploring this area oh. and sort of solving ideas. And every time I encountered one of them, I was terrified because they looked like that, and, like, I had to stay out of sight because if they would see me, they would come straight for me. Some of them, if they heard me, so I'd have to move slowly and stay out of sight, they'd come straight for me, and they were terrifying in that respect. If It sounds a little bit like... Um... Alien Isolation. A little bit, I think. Because I remember hearing about how terrifying it was for some people when they played that game. Just because you would start playing it and you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm fine. And you catch like a small glimpse of one of the Xenos. You're like, oh, I'll be fine. And then it kills you instantaneously. It like comes out of nowhere. Or it starts charging and you're like, no! No! Yeah. And so... Um, Soma is a actually example of something where we were talking about, um, what were you, we were getting into that, the discussion of, um, I guess the word I'm looking for is sort of fidelity, where it's like, if this, if this thing appeared in real life, like, I could shoot at it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it is the, uh, the human aspect of understanding that, like, zombies we can deal with, but, like, these supernatural things were, like, we don't know, like, dealing with a demon doll. Like yeah. Chucky. Yeah. We don't know what, how to deal with yeah. that. Yeah. And like something... Or dealing with like a possession or... Yeah. Or like, say for example, you have something attached to your house. It's like, yeah. how, how do you how do you Like if you have that? a spirit that's haunting your house, how do you get rid of the spirit? Yeah. yeah. Which I've actually experienced. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so with Soma, they have a cool thing. And I can't get into why, because like... The reason I recommend Soma is not that it's scary. The reason I recommend it is because it's got an amazing story. The psychological horror tag is absolutely deserved. The horror is more tied to the concepts. Because these things, these robots, I'm not going to get into spoilers, but AI, artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. and transferring your mind into, like other organisms Mm -hmm. and replicating human thought processes from a brain into a robot. That is a huge part of this story. Yeah. And it's a great story and there. And it gives you like player choices at specific points where you can choose to do something Mm -hmm. like you have a choice between two different paths, which are really great. I would highly recommend it just for those alone. I think the story aspect far outweighs the value of the scares, Mm -hmm. but you said, and you said you like amnesia, so you probably would like this. At least when I played it, like, while I was in high school. Yeah. Well, most people prefer Soma to Amnesia. Okay. Um, ex- aside from the people who just want to, like, like horror for the jump scare aspect, they prefer Amnesia over Soma. Also, yeah. I don't have Soma. I thought that I did. I might have it on PlayStation, but I don't have a way to check that out. Well, Choo Choo Charlie's. Or Charles. So I would definitely... Have you, have you seen the trailer for this? I've seen parts of it. Before it's, before we get into that, I just want to say, like, if you don't have it on PlayStation, I would recommend... Highly recommend it, and it is on sale for, yeah. like, $7 right now on Steam. Okay. Yeah. So It is $7.49. Which is interesting. I do have Outlast 2 on Steam, though. Mind you, that only lasts for 38 yeah. more hours. Oh, does it? Yeah, it says it right there. Offer. Oh, well, don't worry. This thing... This game goes on sale on Steam and on PlayStation like four times a year. Yeah. It's on sale all I the mean, time. I mean, I see it on sale literally all the time. Yeah, I got it for, I got it for five bucks on Steam like two years ago when it, for a different sale. So yeah. it's always there. And that, that's I'll just wait until the spring sale. It'll be like $3. Yeah. And that's for all the people listening to this too. Like, if you're interested in... I would say even if you don't like horror at all, I would still recommend Soma. And it is 
always on sale somewhere. You can get it for cheap somewhere. That goes for you too, Luke. I recommend it. I mean, anything that's got like the horror tag to it, I almost can't deal with it. Like, I tried to play Call of Cthulhu, and I just couldn't do it. I got the one particular scene, and I was like, nope. Yeah, though that's kind of creepy. Well, that's the thing. Like, it is creepy. Like, I, I, it is a horror game through and through, but... Yeah. The horror... Lots of people who have played the game say that the game's horror comes from the concepts in it. It's not a game about scaring you with, like, scary-looking monsters and stuff like that. Those are there, but the real horror comes from, like, the like the questions that it makes you ask about human consciousness and what it means to be alive. Interesting. Because this is a game about AI and... I, I will sell it for a second best. I'm going to tip my hand as much as I feel comfortable with without spoiling it. It is a game that is very specifically about humans trying to transfer their consciousness into machines. It's just typically what is always trying to happen. It's about the whole singularity thing. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Uh, that, that whole, like, understanding of things is, is always kind of been interesting to me. With the whole, like, thought of, like, what, what about AI and all this stuff and human transference and all that. I was just like, it's kind of weird, but that's why, like, I like a lot of the sci-fi games with technology. Like, I, I just started playing Cyberpunk again. Yes, I know. Ooh, Cyberpunk. Cringe! Yeah. Uh, and it's only because, like, I'm actually thinking about getting the actual RPG for it. I've tried to play it. It's a bit different. It is, because you only play it with six-sided die. Exactly. Um, and you it's throw, like, you throw like a lot of them. You need, like, a brick of yeah. six-sided die. I have a brick. I have, like, four. So I if have you, a brick. If you, if you ever want to play Cyberpunk, I'm down. Yeah. I just have to find them. I don't know where they're the other one. It's I, RPG in the same way that D&D is, right? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. TTRPG. Speaking of Cyberpunk, have you seen Cyberpunk Edgerunners on Netflix? I have. I've not. It's excellent. I like the first half better than the second half. I would agree with that. I think uh, I think the second half felt too rushed. Yes! Yes, it's, exactly! The pacing was weird. The animation's so, excellent. Dude, Anything by Trigger, I love. So many people disagree with me on that. And, like, no. The second half is absolutely rushed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the anime problem that lots of anime fall into, where Edge Runners was written as a one-off thing. They did not think they were going to have more than one season, and so they had to cram their entire story into that season. Yeah. If they had and known... And they were only given a certain number of episodes. Yeah. To if you have added, like, two to three more episodes, it would have been perfect. Well, I think... So... Um, are you going to watch Edge Runners, Luke? Probably not. Okay, so... Spoilers for Edge Runners to those people listening. I think anyone who's going to watch it has probably already watched it by now, so I'm not too worried about this. So in episode five, when, um, what's the name of the big black guy? I do not remember any of the character names from that show. Neither do I. It was named after a state or something like that, I remember that. Yeah. But, um, that dude, he dies in, like, episode five of the ten episode season. I think he should have died in episode ten. Yeah. That should have been the season one finale, and then... Six through ten, those episodes should have been episodes eleven through twenty in a season two. No, yeah. 
That would have been great. So he dies like halfway through the series. Yeah. This the season, and then they're like, oh, whatever. Well, no, but uh, the main character is still there for the second half of the series. But the problem is they rush it. They have the first five episodes set up his character arc, and then the second five episodes rush his character arc. Okay. To finish it up before the season ends, and I think that if they had because they have a season two now, I think if they had known that they had a season two, they would have saved that. His character arc from the second half and put it in season two. Oh yeah, yeah. So another thing that uh, uh, the reason why we got all the, on all of this conversation was because of seeing the picture from my buddy. Okay. Okay. Of oh about Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Another thing I saw this week that I thought was interesting was as me and Henry were talking about earlier was the One Piece live action movie. Oh, are we actually going to talk about that? No, yeah. series. The series, series, yes. Live action TV series. I, I, I wanted to kind of talk oh, about Oh, oh, are we going to look at the side characters now? Yeah, we can look at the side characters I now. wanted to show you this. How are they going to make One Piece into a live action series? I don't know. <laughs> because it's I don't know so either. long. Well, the thing is this, like, they're just going to be like, oh, we're just going to do, like, a few episodes or something like Dude, that. Dude, I don't even care about how long it is. How are you going to turn some of those characters, like, what the, what's the dude's name? Frankie, that dude? How yeah, do you Frankie. Do th- how do you do that in live action? Yeah. Or, like, how do you do Buggy the Clown? Oh, here's the thing. I've never actually watched One Piece. It's great. I love it. One Piece I is I know like- a lot about it secondhand. Okay, yeah. hold on. As far as, like... What characters look like, what their, some of their abilities are. A lot of things with anime don't translate into live action. You're correct on that. Uh, I.e., uh, Death, Death Note. Note. Yeah. No, no, no. Death Note would be would work great in a live action. They just keep giving it to people who are untalented to make it. I would agree with you. Death Note could actually work really well. Netflix live action. Not, not Netflix. Uh, the Death is, Note is tailor-made to be an actual so, series. So the thing oh, is yeah. this, I feel like they did one thing right in the Netflix one. What's that? No. Willem Dafoe as Ryuk. So this I is, would agree. So how do you do this in live action? A lot of CGI. Yeah. Like here's how you do it. You you have the rock. No, <laughs> no, no. You, no, listen, you have, you have the, the rock. mountain. You have the mountain. Yes. Actually, yes. Dude, the mountain. But he just has like green sleeves on and they just CGI over it. Dude, legs. the mountain would still be too small. He's six nine and this dude is supposed to be seven four. Uh, He's supposed to be seven ten. If Andre the Giant was still alive, he'd be perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, one piece cast announcement and n uh six. Oh, it's a Netflix series. Yeah. Too. Yep. So, but the thing is, like, they kind of do follow some things correctly. So um, I need to back up a little bit so he can see. Yeah, I know. Like I'm, I'm not. Sh- I'm not showing it yet. I'm seeing ads for Lycoris Recoil anime. Yeah, I'll I'll move it down in a minute. But back to the uh, Death Note thing. We still need to watch Death Note again. We watched. One oh, the episode. show. The show. I thought yeah. you were talking oh, about what? the movie. I was like, what? No, I do oh. not ever want to watch that movie again. I would. I would rewatch the Japanese movies that they made. Would you rewatch one of the sequel movies? Like, would you rewatch The Last Jedi before rewatching Death Note? 
That is the puzzling question. No. <laughs> My answer would be a hard no on that. I, I would Rewatching purely... live action Death Note? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, rewatching live action Death Note first? Oh, or the last Jedi. Last Jedi. 100%. Yeah, that's the, thing. the reason why I'll say that is because I actually have fun watching The Last Jedi because I can make fun of it. It just makes me mad while I watch the live action Death Note because it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, that. so here's the thing. Um,. I hate The Last Jedi, but, like... So, I think the plot of The Last Jedi is really bad. Like, the whole them running out of fuel in space thing. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. But the thing is, like, as as critical <coughs> as I am of movies, I can ignore that stuff if I like the characters in it. Yeah. So, the thing is, there's a good chunk of The Last Jedi I could probably watch and not be mad at. Like, Same. Like, whenever Luke Skywalker <coughs> is not on screen... I, when he's not drinking the weird milk. Or trying yep. to kill his nephew in his sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, so whenever Luke Skywalker's not on scene, like, I'm just going to be sitting there just... I'm not going to be having fun, but I'm also not going to be, like, out, like actively angry. So... I would be actively angry for 100% of the Death Note Netflix movie, so I probably would watch Last Jedi first. There, there are two things I actually really enjoy about The Last Jedi. Uh-oh. It's the scenes that Snoke is actually in, <laughs> even though he dies, because just because of Andy Serkis. And now, I do think... you remember the the choreography in that throne room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the choreography was bad. Oh, I know. It was clearly Oh, I know. Bad. <laughs> that throne room, the fight in the throne room was honestly really fun to watch the first time I watched it, and, and then, then the then second hurt... time I was like... That dude's just, like, doing nothing. Yeah. He's just, like, spinning swords for no reason. Yeah. Like, honestly, the guy that's spinning the swords for no reason reminds me of um, that scene in the first Indiana Jones where they're walking through the street. Oh, yes, and The guy yes, just pulls yes, out pull... swords and he's spinning them and then he just shoots the guy. Yeah, exactly. That's the point there, in my opinion. So, back to the One Piece but I feel like I could still talk about Death Note. If you want to talk about Death Note. But I've, I've forgotten what it was. So if it comes back to me, I will pivot us back to Death Note for okay. One Piece. But for the moment... So we've talked about... So the the One Piece author has actually talked about in interviews like what race each of the main characters are in his mind. Because when yeah. it's anime, you can't tell. Right. Especially Unless in they're One white. Piece. Yeah. Like One Piece, it is very hard to tell. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. everybody's white. Yeah. So he said that Luffy would <laughs> Except be... Except for like two people. Yeah. yeah. He said Luffy would be Brazilian, so they've got a Hispanic guy playing Luffy. Okay. For the Netflix That's show. Good. He said Zoro would be Japanese. They've got a Japanese actor playing him. Which, actually, this Japanese actor... Makinyu. Makinyu. He was in the JoJo live-action movie. Yeah, really? I know him from that. Huh. Uh, they've got a white girl as Nami, because Nami's white. Emily Rudd. Yeah. yeah, they've got a black guy as Usopp. And they've got another white guy as Sanji. So all of those are like... Like, like literally, like, Homeboy's jawline is perfect for that Sanji. That looks like Eminem if he'd never done drugs. <laughs> Dude, he looks like um, Will Eminem Poulter. Eminem if he was French. No, I'm not wrong. Yes. He looks like Will Poulter, eyebrows kid from the Maze Runner. Okay, yes. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's going to be... Um, Tess Geiler. Yeah. He's going to be in uh, Guardians 3. Oh. Oh, really? The go- Adam Warlock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that oh. kid. That kid. Okay. Yeah, does he not look like that kid? A little bit, yeah. 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 So then we go up here... Um, so you've, re- you know One Piece, so I guess, Luke, you'll yeah, know more yeah. of this. You got Kobe. Kobe is, if I remember correct, he's just a young boy, kind of at the beginning of it. Yeah, no, 
Alvida. Oh, Alvida is so hated. And I, I get to see it now. Like, Alvida is just kind of this chunkier woman in the yeah, beginning yeah. of it. And she's just, like, she's kind of a pirate queen or whatever. And she's, yeah. Oh, gosh. I just realized they put their pronouns on the cast. Oh, I didn't even notice that. We got a they, them. We got a she, her. Aiden Scott is Helmeppo. I can't remember Helmeppo. Buggy. They're going to put Buggy in it. Okay. Yeah. Buggy is a clown mm-hmm. who can separate all of his body parts. Like, he can, like, chunk off his arm, oh, okay. his hands and stuff. It's freaking weird. So, kind of like Nezuko in Demon Slayer? No. Okay. Worse. Worse? Worse. Okay. These, uh, are, these are a couple of other ones. Let's see here. Oh, kind of like a... Ooh! Ooh! Freaking Mihawk is going to be in it. Steven I... Ward's playing Captain Mihawk. Wait, have either of you seen The Last Night? The Last Night? Yeah. Transformers The Last Night. Transformers Oh Night. my I gosh. I was thinking of Bumblebee, how he can like separate his body in that movie. Oh my gosh, dude. Do not get me started on The Last Night. Okay. That, that movie is... Garbage. I mean, I would agree with you. I like Megatron's design and Optimus's design. No, here's that's the thing. literally the only thing I like. No, about here's the movie. you need to understand. I'm saying that the last night is garbage as someone who thinks that the first movie is good, likes the second movie, thinks that the third movie is better than people give it credit for. I agree with you on all of those And things. likes the fourth movie. Yes. Like, you like the fourth movie? Yes. I think it has problems. I don't I, like I don't it. I don't think it is good by any stretch, but I like it. And I'm saying as someone who likes the fourth movie, I hate the fifth one. See, the fifth one broke me. I walked out of the theater <laughs> and Here, here's my pro- here's my only problem with the Transformers movies. Every time they set up a good villain, <laughs> they die. Yeah. Every time. With the exception of Megatron, who inevitably dies at the end of the third one. Yeah. And I mean, they didn't do much with Megatron past the first one anyway. Also, Here, the, here's Buggy for your understanding. Oh, okay. It's it's literally, he just chunks himself. Oh, interesting. Yes. Here, Here's my biggest problem with The Last Night, though. They don't explain how Megatron came back. Because in, in four, Dude, they don't explain how Bumblebee does his flip thing! Okay, so no. another character that's going to be in this, Arlong, yeah. he is like, uh, they're like fishmen. Okay. And so, like, that's going to be a good one. Uh, Garp, I don't remember who that is. It's been a while since oh, I saw Oh, this guy's going to be Shanks. Oh, Shanks is going to be good, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I feel like this is the least interesting part of our discussion so far, because it requires a visual aid yeah. that's not going to be there for the listeners. Oh, no, well. But at least, like, the point is, like, it looks like they're doing Something. a decent yeah. job with casting. Dude, it's so weird that they're putting all of their effort into properly casting one piece of all things. Hey, you know what? The, um, mo- the most ridiculous they, one. They probably realized they had to after how serious? bad of a you job they that's did that's the most Cowboy ridiculous? So, uh, My life as a refrigerator. Stop. 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 The most ridiculous adaptation? Yes, they they adapt they've adapted Death Note, Dragon Ball, they're about to adapt One Piece, they adapted all like all you need is kill. Like in Cowboy I didn't know they didn't that. I didn't know they did that one. Edge of Tomorrow. They didn't do Dragon Ball. Yeah, Dragon Ball Evolution. Yes, but Netflix didn't do it. I thought No, we I'm just talking about anime oh, adaptations. Just anime in general. Adaptations in general. Yeah. Uh, but in, uh, Dragon Ball Evolution 
No, here's what I'm saying. Like out trash. of out of all of Straight the trash. out of all of I the, don't even count that as dragon. Stop. Ball. Hold on. Sorry. It's not. Out of all of the out of all of the adaptations, regardless of how good they are, like, yes, the craziest one. One Piece is one. the most ridiculous one, and it's the one they seem to be putting the most effort into. Like Death Note, that should have been a slam dunk. Oh yeah, that's an easy one. That's like that's CSI Miami. Literally. I will say this: the ship looks wrong already. Okay, nerd. Unless that is someone else's shit. I mean, do you expect everything to look right in a Netflix yes. adaptation? Yes! I don't. Yes! My expectations for any Netflix anime adaptation are so low that if it looks approximately okay, like, then it's fine. If it looks like it lives in the same neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, hold let me... Let, and the neighborhood is like three miles wide. Let me yes. clear... Let's let's clarify the language here. Yes, you expect it to look like the source material, but you know it's not going to. Sadly. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, I expect it to look right, but I know it won't. Yeah. Which now, after hearing like all these characters, it's like, dang it, now I gotta go back and reread like the first four volumes. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You need to you need to reread Steel Ball Run. Reread? I've not even read a minute. Exactly. You're ba- you're behind. <laughs> Sir, I'm working my way through Soul Eater right now. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring up weapons and anime. Okay. Because I started reading through Soul Eater, and I had the idea of, like, I wonder if you could choose any weapon from any manga or any anime. Okay. And you are stuck in a zombie apocalypse. What are you shooting? A star platinum. I said weapon. It's a weapon. It's a stand. Close enough. It's an ability, okay? Yeah, weapons are abilities. No, weapons have abilities, but (laughs) abilities don't have weapons. (laughs) That's actually a good question. That's a good question. That's a hard question. There's going to be so much dead air while we think about this. Thanks for that, Luke. That is a very hard question. I know, because, like, for me, like, if I was going to choose any single item, definitely would not be Excalibur from Soul Eater. <laughs> that annoying dude can stay in the ground where he's at. Excalibur! Excalibur! I hate that character so much. Anime weapons, dude. Like, oh for me, I, I think, like, an interesting anime weapon to use, obviously... People are like, oh, I mean, it's gonna get a gun. I'm gonna get a gun. It'd be easy. Like, no. Like, I want to think like actually sensible about it. So, like, the um, the Hashira from season two of Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm. I really like his sword. I agree. I really, really like it. Yeah. And the fact that there's a chain between them, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a decent choice. Even though he ended up losing a leg. Obviously, no. He lost an arm. Oh, it was an arm. That's right. What was I thinking? Was no, he lost. Both arms. Yeah. My bad. He lost both arms. Spoilers! Was it his arms or his hands? Like, it, it was, like, like he lost forearms? one here and one here. Yeah. So, so like, he lost, like, he lost his forearms pretty much. Yeah. And then his wives are standing there like, oh, we're gonna take care of him. <laughs> Which is, I still find weird that he, of all people, had three wives. Yeah. His wives were okay, though, because they were like, at least he still has his dick. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you have to admit that that was by far the horniest part of Demon Slayer. Yeah, it was was that entire arc. Yeah, that arc was weird, especially with uh, what was her name? The uh, the 
the evil woman. The one that was the, the headmistress, or the one who had the ribbons that would cut people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Daki or something like that. Yeah, dude, this isn't a good question. What? Like, what anime weapon do you want? Like, most anime stuff doesn't... They don't have, like, notable weapons. They are they are abilities. Yeah. Exactly. Or they have an ability a, that... Is attached that, to a weapon. It's not even necessarily attached to a weapon, but they have an ability that enhances their weapon. Exactly. Yeah, like... So, like, for me, you could choose any weapon from Soul Eater. Yeah. Like, with Demon Slayer... No, you can't. Yes, you can. They're people, not weapons. I can be... I can be, like, a stickler for terminology, too, Luke. There's still weapons. I can I can be a lawyer too. See, the, the thing with Demon Slayer, you also have to have the skill set to use the weapons. I'm just gonna show you this. I'm gonna grab the I'm, perfect edition. I'm taking of some. One. I'm taking some of your Kool Aid. Okay. You can choose Demon Sword Ragnarok. Forgot about that one. Can I choose Megatron's fusion cannon? Yes! Okay. Yes, you can. Then yes. No, because it's I don't... It's not an anime. Well, Megatron's... <laughs> it depends on which version. Well, Transformers. No, no, Megatron's been which an anime. Which continuity you're talking yes. about? Well, Megatron's been an anime, but I don't know if any of the anime specifically give him his fusion cannon. Like, fusion cannon's a G1 thing. Huh, huh, huh. Demon Scythe. That's a weapon. So, Luke, I can... Oh, yeah, that is true. So, Luke, I can probably go to some translation of JoJo and find a, a line of dialogue where they refer to stands as weapons. What's your point? Just stating. <laughs> okay. But so, my point is you could choose anything you want and you still haven't chosen anything. Okay, fine. I choose Emperor. Emperor. Hall Horses Stand. That counts. The one that becomes a literal gun. That counts. With infinite ammo that where and you can control the bullet after it's left. That completely gun. counts. Yeah, I'm cool with that. That is a good weapon choice. Anything for you, Alex? Because me, I like the Hashira from uh, season two of Demon Slayer. I like that. I've not watched season two. It's a really cool weapon. Yeah. Season two is weird, but it's good. It's weird, yes, because it like adapts. The movie, and then it does the entertainment district. So it's kind of funky. Honestly, any of the world tier weapons from Overlord. Gosh, I forgot about that show. The, yeah. The anime oh. with, with Ainz. Yes. That, I've only seen season one. Yeah. It, season two, I couldn't finish. Or no, I finished season two. It was season three. Because there was so much exposition and nothing happening. Oh, okay. I can't remember, like, I'm trying to... Like, I was perfectly okay with the Lizard People arc in Season 2. The Lizard People? Yeah, the Lizard Joe People. Joe Biden was in the second season? Yeah. Hillary Clinton was well, in there, no, too? There's, like, a sex scene with Lizard People and everybody gets weirded out and quits oh. the show then. But, like, yeah, this it is, was fine. This is the weapon, and then there's a uh, chain link between them. Yeah, yeah good luck wielding that one, Luke. Great. I, I just said it's a good idea to choose. See, mine's the best one, because literally, I you like, the gun is an extension of you, mm -hmm. and it's got infinite ammo, you don't have to reload it, yeah. and you can control the bullets in the air after you fired them and move them around, so I'll never miss a shot. I'll hit right. every zombie.
So it's like TD or weapon from Borderlands. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, such a good reference. I love TD or weapons. I played. Especially the ones that scream at you. Yes. I played Borderlands. And you're talking about uh, Bane. The only one that screams at you. No, in three, there are more that scream at you. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah, there are more that scream at you, and they don't slow your movement down to like a well, crawl. Well, it, it was literally like. Literally, what the weapon did was in its name. Yeah. It was a bane. Yeah. So, like, that's why everyone died who used it. Yeah. It was a funny weapon, but at the same time... It you know what's great for, though? What? 1v1s. Yeah, yeah. It's actually really good for 1v1s if you're both at the same level when you get it. Yes. And I can tell you're not very interested in. Uh... <laughs> oh, I just got the tune you were whistling. Yeah, <laughs> the Soul Eater like uh, derp sound or whatever. While we're talking about adaptations, though, yes. What do you all think of the new Mario movie that's coming out? <laughs> and Chris Pratt being cast in Mario. I've not heard him say. Uh, it's a Mia Mario or whatever. Have you not? Wait, have you not heard that? Oh my gosh, Luke! I... Will this get copyrighted if we play the? If we yeah, play it'll the get copyrighted. Just the audio. Oh well, yeah. Nintendo will sue, sue you into oblivion. No, like they can't like touch it if it's like. Oh look, it's Pedro Pascal and his meanness. <laughs> yeah, hold on, Mario. Well, you're looking this up for me. Step outside for two seconds. Sure. Lure. Take a puff. Yes. So I think the idea is that. Um, Wait, is that Pedro Pascal as Mario? Uh, it was an SNL thing. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Wow, he's Mario. voiced everything. Yeah, that was an SNL thing. Even though I feel like he's a better fit for Mario than Chris Pratt. Well, yeah, because he's actually like he looks slightly Italian. Even though he's Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, exactly, slightly. I I do think it's interesting what they're doing with the movie. Um, I think the casting is still bad. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of like Jack Black as Bowser. I was going to say, with that exception. He's also voicing Claptrap in the live-action Borderlands movie. I he was is. not aware of that. There is a live-action Borderlands movie. I know, and I'm very upset about who they're choosing for Roland. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart as <laughs> Roland literally is so bad. Wait, in my see? opinion, it is worse than the... Death Note Netflix movie. I would rather have you? John Cena in blackface. <laughs> Bro, it'd be better! Because it, be, it would fit the well, role! You could just have The Rock. Wait, have you seen who's playing uh, Lilith, though? Yeah, uh, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's a bad choice. 53 year old Kate Blanchett. She doesn't do a lot of action things. Like, Lilith literally sits in the back half the time. Yeah. Like, raises up her, like, claw hand, essentially, and, I, like, phase locks I feel people. like the red-headed chick from uh, the new Jumanji movies. Oh, uh, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Yeah, I feel like she would have been a better fit, but that would have just felt like Jumanji something the Borderlands Yeah, it's just, again... Jack Black by the way, what about, what about uh, Dr. Tannis? Oh, I just noticed that. Who, who is uh, it? The Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. is Tannis. She's too old. Uh, Kate Blanchett's too old. Kate Blanchett is not too old for that particular role, even though she is fifty-three. But she's Jamie Lee Curtis is old. Is dirt, dude. I want you. 
I know that you play more Borderlands than me. You care way more Bro, about it than I've I do. Bro, I've put 400 hours in just Borderlands 3. But freaking look at Lilith and tell me that this is a 53-year-old. I'm not... Hey, I'm not telling you how old they have to be. I'm saying I feel in the way Kate Blanchett looks... That is Scarlett Johansson. No. No, she's too... Because Scarlett Johansson is not much younger than Kate Blanchett. That is... How Scarlett Johansson? She's in her 30s. No, she's in her 40s. No, she's not. No, she's not. There's no way. Um... Ah, oh, you made me... I lost my train You're of welcome. thought. You're welcome. Kate Blanchett. I lost my train of thought. Hold on. Uh, Meg, Megan Fox in a red wig. No. Yes. No. That's no. Megan. That's no. Megan Fox. No. I really don't know, like, who you could put as Lilith. Well, I'm trying to think, because I've seen... The, like, the thing I have the biggest problem with is the height discrepancy. Because Kate Blanchett... It's like six foot tall. I know who would work, but I have to look look up. Uh, and there's no way um, Kevin Hart could play a good role. Oh, that's what it is. What? I was trying to figure out. She looks. Lilith looks like someone. I was trying to figure out, and I finally figured out. She doesn't. I I was trying to think what actress does she look like. She doesn't look like an actress. She looks like Vi. Yes. Yes. Grow the other side of Vi's hair out, and that's Vi. Yeah, it's Vi. Pretty you know who I feel like could actually play her. Based on like the height and everything, Amelia Clark. How hot? What? How tall is Lilith supposed to be? Lilith is in proportion to Roland. Is like she comes up to like here on Roland. Oh well, that's not a Lilith thing. That's a you shouldn't have cast Kevin Hart thing. Yeah. Look, like you, they don't give you specs on her height, but you tend to look down at Lilith. The. That is um, deviant art. I very much feel like she could play Lilith. Amelia Clark could do it. Yeah, uh, I'd be interested to see how that would work. Um, but honestly, the problem with like my hugest problem starts with Kevin Hart. Who's playing Angel? Who's playing Angel? Yeah. Is Angel in the Nobody movie? in it. Angel's not in it. Yeah. Angel's not in it. I don't think Who's playing... Oh, wait. Commander Knox is in it, but... It's all, like, um, first Borderlands. Okay, but Angel's in the first Borderlands. Yeah, they didn't put her in it. Okay. Well, uh, hold on. But just... they have Tiny Tina in it for some odd reason. Yeah, they have Tiny... So here's the thing. You say it's, it's people from the first game, so the only, like, play player characters they have from the first game in this movie are Lilith and Roland. I know that, um, what's yeah. it... What's his name? The bird dude isn't in there? Mordecai. 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 Who, yeah. who's, the, who's the fourth person? Uh, Brick. Brick, yeah. yeah. Mordecai and Brick aren't in it. So it's like, you got Lilith, Roland, Claptrap, Tannis, Tiny Tina, Krieg, and then you go down like so Matt you, Moxie's you in have... There. Who's playing Krieg? Uh, uh, Florian Montinu. 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 He was in Creed 2 as Victor Drago. Oh, okay. That's actually... And he was Razor Fist in Shang-Chi. Okay. Who is Larry? Bobby Lee. Is this an original character? I guess so. I don't remember somebody named Larry. Dude, it probably is an original character. I don't care about Borderlands at all, but I saw the casting and I was like, dude, what? What? 
Looking looking at the casting and the list of characters that's in it, this feels like fan fiction. Oh gosh, they're having her as Mad Moxie. I don't even know who that is. Mad Moxie? No, Gina Garrison. Uh, Cocktail, showgirls, face off. She's an old actress, is what you gotta know. Yeah, she is. She was in a 1968 movie. Why did they cast so many old actresses? I'm gonna scoot over so Henry doesn't have to move. She's 60. No, you're good. You don't have to move. Oh! Jewish! That's why! (laughs) (laughs) That explains it. The Jews control Hollywood. There's another thing to cut out. No. We're leaving that one. They got Pingelette in the movie. Pingelette is filmed as a preacher overseeing a wedding. Who is getting married? <sighs> he voiced Pain in Borderlands 3. Yeah. Yeah, it's the uh, terrorizer. Oh. That, that feels giant like, bot. That feels just, that, that just feels like a thing of LOL, Pingelette's, Pingelette's a famous atheist, so he's playing a preacher. Yeah. LOL. Isn't that funny? <sighs> Luke, isn't that funny? Uh, <laughs> Luke, Luke, like I'm Luke so, is that not funny, though? It's so bad. Is that not clever? I'm trying to... They don't even have her. Yeah, she's Gosh. like an unknown actress, I guess. Who? Who's this person? We don't know. Haley Bennett. Probably Mordecai. <laughs> I don't even know who she could play. Maybe the bad person from, uh... Well, no, hold on, Luke, you're making... Luke, Luke, hold on, Luke, 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 hold on, Luke. Wait. You're, you're, you're guessing who she could be playing based on whether or not she looks like them. And let me remind you who's playing Dr. Tannis. Sure. She could be playing literally anyone. She does have short hair, so she's already got the role taken care of. She's got short hair. So like Haley Tannis has short hair, so they're born. Haley Bennett. How old is Tannis supposed to be in the game? Tannis is not that old. She could she could literally like, Tannis is like she could worried. like Haley Bennett could this 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 Haley Bennett girl who we've never heard of could literally be handsome Jack. You don't know. I said Zarbadon. Zarbadon's a dude. Who's Zarbadon? From the pre sequel. <laughs> I like I like my handsome Jack joke better. At the okay. At the start of Borderlands 2, Tannis is 25. And we have Jamie Lee Curtis playing Tannis. How old is Jamie Lee Curtis? She's like 64. <laughs> Ancestral. She is the literal dirt. Can you figure out, look up how old Lilith is? Please. Because we're not able to find it. Okay. Because, like, I don't, like, I, like... In Borderlands 2, late 20s, early 30s. Okay, because I genuinely don't want to, like, rub anything in Luke's face. I'm just, like, flabbergasted that you're okay with a 53-year-old actress playing her. The thing is this, like, yes, she's 53. But look at her, she doesn't look 53. Hold on. That's the point I'm making. That is a picture from five years ago. Still. That is a picture from when she was, like, 47-ish. Okay. Is there a picture of her? And, uh... Well, you well you you pointed that picture and say she doesn't look fifty three. I'm like, yeah, because she's not. But my point is, she doesn't look her age, yeah, which is why they could pull that. But, I but also the thing feel is, like this... she looks too mature to play Lilith. Yeah, she exactly. Doesn't, she doesn't look twenty seven either, though. I understand that. I I don't necessarily see her. I don't have as much a problem with that as I have the height discrepancy that is Kevin Hart. 
And the fact that we're taking one of the biggest comedians in our current world and putting him as one of the most serious characters in one of my most beloved series of all time. That's my problem. I, think, I will say, though, you know, Kevin look, Hart I think has he, said that he's playing it as a serious role and not as a comedic role. Does not matter to me. You know, Luke, I think you need to stop gatekeeping the series, in all honesty. No. I mean... <laughs> Honestly, I feel the same way, but I'm also of the camp that's sort of like, wait and see. Because he might actually do a really good job with it, although I don't think they cast the right Yeah, he he it. might grow six inches. <laughs> six? I don't think that's enough. If he grows six inches, he'll be 5'7". That's so ableist, Henry. <laughs> no, it's not. It's heightest. Being short isn't a disability. It just is. <laughs> Being short isn't a disability, it's just sad. Yes. Have you, oh, dude, have you ever heard Randy Newman's Short People song? I don't even know who that is. Randy Newman's the dude who wrote, You Got a Friend in Me. You oh, got yeah. a friend in me. He wrote a song which goes, Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason to live. <laughs> And then he goes, they got little hands, little eyes, but they tell great big old lies. Short people got. That's an I will say, though, after seeing this comparison of Lilith, or the side-by-side of Lilith with Kate Blanchett and Thor Ragnarok, I can see it. And, that, and that's the thing, like, there's a slight glimpse. It's like, yeah, it could work. Yeah, like, I can yeah, see yeah. it. That's the thing, it could work. For me, I'm just so up in arms immediately with Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Hart. Well, I, those are horrific casting Okay, well, choices. also the thing that I've heard is they're actually cell shading the whole movie. Cell shading, I don't know. Like, making it look like Borderlands. Okay. Ew. So, if they do that as done correctly... Because there's some people who cosplay and they do it correctly. It, it might, looks great. It may actually look really good. You. The thing is, I've seen one of those images where it's just like their shadows, essentially. Yeah. Where it's like a white background right. and it's them in front of it. And you clearly see, like, that one's Lilith. And that one is Roland. And you're like, <sighs> Dude, Kate Blanchett has been married since 1997. Yeah. You don't often see marriages work out in Hollywood. Good for them. You never do, man. Whenever I... Oh, when I didn't realize she was Australian. Ew. Oh, that's why it worked. Oh, yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> He's afraid to leave. Ew, Diet Britain. <laughs> no, Prison Britain. Prison Britain. Oh, gosh. Dude, they're freaking upside down. I don't get it. Dude, I, um... Oh my gosh. That's why, that's why at 53 she looks okay. Because she ages backwards. She's upside down. Oh, so she's Benjamin Button. Exactly. Dude, I... Uh, she, was, she was born 90 years old. Yes. So she's only 40 right now. I, you know what, I'm just going to let that hang. <laughs> um, so, I don't think we'll get caught for copyright so long as the clip is less than um, 5 seconds. So, our, and we can cut out this part later. Yeah, we can. If you want to. So I'm going to go ahead and play or this. Or just edit it to where we hear the part that we have to hear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's the call. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, it's horrible. Let's uh, go. Let's uh, go. I wonder if Chris Pratt was in the, like, after, like That day, I feel like he got done with his act, uh, his sessions or whatever, walked out the door and went, what am I doing with my life? Here's the thing. Dude, he probably would have felt dirty. I, I, I wonder if he walked out and was like, Dude, if I if I did that, like if I was in the Mario movie and I did that, I would leave the recording that se- session that day, and I would feel like I would feel like a prostitute. Like I am compromising my t- I'm compromising yes. my my morals and my purity for money. Yeah. Here's the thing. I I like Chris Pratt as an actor. Chris Pratt's great as an actor. I think he's a great actor. He seems like he's actually a genuine dude too. I don't think he should have been cast as Mario. They should have cast an Italian. Yeah, they don't even have to sound like Mario. They just have to sound Italian. They should have cast Pedro Pascal. <laughs> no. Yes, Pedro Pascal. Let's go. <laughs> he would have done the Manda thing. Okay, let's go. No emotion at all. Let's go. <laughs> let's a go. Let's a go. <laughs> let's a go. <laughs> let's. Let's go, eh? Let's go, eh? I feel like they could have like had an AI replicate Mario's voice and it sounded better. They could have just cast the Mario. I do actor. think, but the thing is, this I do think, like visually, it looks right. It does. Yeah. I feel like there may be some things that I haven't visually seen yet that probably don't look right. Like I, I understand what they're doing right here is they're doing original Mario, like Donkey Kong. Uh, the original Mario and Donkey Kong game. Yeah. Which I still find to be weird in this situation, but it seems as if it's gonna be a bit wonky. I mean, yeah. Well, it's also done by Illumination, too. Yeah. The same studio that brought us the Minions. What do you have against Minions? They don't do their job. No. (laughs) What are you racist? They aided and abetted Hitler. What are you racist? Oh, the Illuminations? The Illuminatists? Yes. <laughs> oh, dude, speaking of Hitler. <laughs> that's kind of... Have either of you seen the Minions movie? Nope. No. Okay. I, I've so, seen part of it. So, the int- I've seen it a few times because I have children, but I also saw it before I had children. Uh, that sounds like a really good case for not having children. But in the intro of it, it shows them throughout history helping all of these uh, atrocious world leaders. But they s- specifically skip the mid-20th uh, century. <laughs> that's the only part that they don't show. I feel like that's... Did they, like, they, they show them all throughout history until the 20th century, and then you don't see them until they're with Gru. Did, did they show Genghis Khan... I don't remember. Okay, because I was going to say... Probably. If they show Genghis Khan, I feel like... Unironically, I'm not joking, I feel like that is a great case study in, like, human mor- like morals and ability to laugh at stuff. I didn't oh, know they did Renoni Kenshin. Well, like, like, literally, this is not a joke. Like, 70 per- Like, something crazy like 70% of modern-day Asians are descended from Genghis Khan. Yes. Because that man... He got raped. Because so, uh, like, of how many people he... Not joking. How many people he raped. 
that just Whoa. like so many people are descended from. And I, the point I'm making is like if they show them serving Genghis Khan but not Hitler, that is a fascinating, unironically a fascinating case study in like what is okay and not okay to show on TV. Because Genghis Khan is just as bad as Hitler. Yeah. But he was. He happened so long ago that no one cares about making jokes involving him or putting him in kids' movies. But Hitler, people still be like, oh, you can't put him... You can't show the minions being minions to him, because that would be like... I, I still like, like... And the thing is, this like I got in trouble for this once uh, by one of the guys that I worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, I still find it ironic that Hitler's the standard... We've had this conversation. Because I feel like they're... For, for just evil in general? Yeah. yeah. Hitler's the guy you go to as the... Like everyone's like, oh, that's Hitler. And it's just like, yeah, I understand that's the go-to person. Yeah. But there's much worse people. There no. were actually worse in the same century. There's a, there's a worse person who was in the same war. Stalin! Stalin. <laughs> yeah, no, so I'm... We've had this conversation. And he killed his own people. No, I can answer this for you. I can answer to you why Hitler is the go-to and not Stalin. I can tell you right now the definitive answer. There are two answers. First one is Joseph Stalin did not target people groups like Hitler did. This is true. Like, not not that targeting specific people... Like, killing in general, genocide on any mass scale is horrible. But because of modern-day sensibilities and modern-day morals, people automatically, like, tie targeting a specific group. That's more evil just because of how we see morality. Yes. Like, we automatically, like, it's like, you killed? So that's bad. But if you kill for a race-related reason, that adds on to the crime and increases it. Right. So Hitler, like, has that. And then there's also, on the other side of it, there's also the fact, I genuinely think, like, it took decades for us to understand what Stalin did, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that was not immediately relevant. Yeah. Not relevant. Immediately. Evident. evident, Yeah, Yeah, evident. Um, And so I would, I genuinely think that by the time people found out what Stalin had done and knew the numbers, at that point, like... Hitler had already been cemented it, in culture, been, yeah. in the cultural zeitgeist. Right. It's the same thing as the Beatles. There are so many bands that are better than the Beatles, mm-hmm. but because the Beatles stole for stole their music first, and I will stand by that, the Beatles stole their music. They were not original. Uh, I, all right, we, we have to record an outro, and you guys are in for a treat because we're, we recorded a monster four-and-a-half-hour-long one tonight. And so we're, we're having to split it up yeah, in we're multiple sp- parts. We're splitting it up into three parts. And so this intro that we're recording right now is going to be stitched onto the end of each part. So um, I'm saying that in advance to let you know that this is super low effort. We're not even going to try personalizing no. the outros for each episode. No, we're just, we're just going to end this right here. Yeah, so. we're just ending it right here. Actually, no. You know what? We did personalize them. The the uh, we recorded this exact outro with his exact words three different times and we nailed it each time. Wait wait, I think I just messed up. <laughs> well, we'll cut that out. I, we'll definitely cut that out. Okay. Well, we definitely uh, will catch it. I think probably maybe yeah. Okay. Or are we playing three D chess and we recorded this this exact mess up three wait. times? Wait, I thought we were playing four D chess. What's the difference? What about 5D chess? What's the difference? All right.
Uh, see you, everyone. All right.